This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Special, a series of podcasts interviewing legendary Chelsea players from the 1960s to the present day, and some of the famous and infamous Chelsea supporters who followed them home and away. The Chelsea Special is presented by Martin King, author of Hulufan, and Ozzy, the King of Stamford Bridge, a supporter since the early 60s and the godfather of Chelsea supporters, and David Stamford Chidge Chidgey, producer of the Chelsea Fancast writer for the CFC UK fanzine and known affectionately as the Podfather. Join us for a trip down memory lane with some of Chelsea's most loved and revered players as they share their love for the club we love. 
Paul Cannaval was Chelsea's first black player and his story is incredible. Subjected to racist abuse on the terraces in the dressing room, Paul had to show huge strength of character and dignity to win over too many of his own supporters. That he did so is a testament to a remarkable man. A talented and quick left winger, Paul made his mark on Johnny Neal's blue and white army as the club rose Phoenix-like from near relegation to the third division back to the first division. Highlights of Paul's all-too-brief Chelsea career included a hat-trick against Swansea, but he played a crucial part in the legendary 4-4 draw away to Sheffield Wednesday in the Milk Cup in 1985, coming on as a second-half substitute with Chelsea 3-0 down. Paul scored twice, his first after just 11 seconds as Chelsea salvaged a draw. After being transferred to Reading, Paul's career ended prematurely with a knee injury, but worse was to come as he descended into drug addiction, homelessness and three bouts of cancer. But Paul defeated his demons, poignantly described in his superb biography entitled Black and Blue, with humility and not a trace of bitterness, and he is now a very popular member of the team of ex-players doing matchday hospitality at Stamford Bridge and runs the Paul Cannaval Foundation working with underprivileged children. So Paul, uh, born in Southall, 4th of March 1962. So a little bit older than me. Only a bit, only a bit though. Yeah, son of West Indian immigrants, obviously, because your dad was from Dominica, your mum was from Anguilla. See, that's Dominica. Dominica. Yeah, that's the Caribbean. That's a different one, isn't it? See, there's Dominican Republic and there's Dominica. That's right. Which is the Caribbean. And he's Dominica, right. So, you know, you're in in Southall. How tough was it growing up in West London as a child of immigrants? Different Um, time, wasn't it? It was a different time. It was... Tough, but uh, a community that had... It was like everybody of the Caribbean knew which part of that Caribbean were living. Like when I say the Jamaicans, the Dominicans, the Trinidads, or the Barbadians, Barbadians or Barbados. But a lot of Dominicans lived in Southall. Right. Um, um, I realised that. And when it was born at Hilliard Hospital, come about... Um, Realised that we lived in Cherry Avenue, um, a road that was off the Beaconsfield Road, right down the bottom there, called that. Um, Playtimes, when I say play, it was f- funny what it was because I lived there, but we didn't start to go to a local school. Our local school was, oh my gosh, oh, where was it about? Near, um, uh, towards Wembley. Hang, 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 hang a lane, hang a lane, hang a lane. God, how did I forget that? That's where our school was. So wow. me and my sister had to meet, um, wait for the coach that picked us up just down the road, mm. and be driven all the way to Hang a Lane, where there was a school, Beaconsfield School Primary. Just wow. Don't know. But we used to do that trudging. Like Mum used to wake us up um, seven, um, make our porridge. I remember it's distinctly quates, oats, porridge. Quaker oats? Yeah. And then, you know, she had to go work, do her shift, make sure that you left at a certain time to go and meet the coach. At this time, I don't know, it was particular. And I f- we went to meet the coach, and it was taking longer than usual. And I, I thought that, oh, no, we've missed the coach. And my first instinct was, we can't miss that coach because mum would tell us off. Mum would tell us off, we can't do that. Oh my God, we can't miss school. Oh my God. So my concern is that we can't wait. We can't wait. Let's walk. Now, you're talking about 
I'm eight, my sister's seven, and I'm talking about walking all the way from Southall to Hangar Lane. That's a long walk. But I remember it by how the, where the coach took, where it driven, and I remember it mm. from that. And I didn't realize that was a long walk. We left about half eight, I think it was that time. We reached there at one o'clock. Wow. They, they'd sent out police and forced over there. <laughs> he said, what do you do? I said, the, the coach. But the coach was late. It was literally late. And we thought it was gone. Wow. So um, I think that's the time when my sister caught asthma. Uh, really? I looked, yeah. I can't have concern about that. Yeah. She found it hard to breathe. And I was like, I, I can, can't believe how I found the place, to be honest. Everybody, like I said, they sent out the police for us. We had something to eat. And then that's where it turned around. And we got to be put into the school near Beaconsville. Right. After that. Um, Beaconsville was all right. Um, I think growing up there, I was playing football as often, really good. And that, that's where the bug started, really. I think really was because how old were you then? On, oh, from five, six, seven, eight, right, going on quite young, eight, yeah, eight, yeah. nine. Yeah. So, um, were you good? Good, yeah. I was in all positions. I was goalkeeper <laughs> on the pitch, and not even like even goalkeeper. It's funny, literally diving on hard concrete. We didn't have grass. Wow. In the I mean, old school, Paul. Yeah, old, old school. school. <laughs> I mean, even in the rain, we played football. It was like, didn't care, let's play. But um, I enjoyed it. I loved it so much. But, um, like, I think mum was finding it hard because obviously dad left when I um, was one. So um, She was on her own bringing up how many kids? Two kids. And, and she was a nurse, wasn't yeah, she? Well, she hadn't been a nurse. She couldn't qualify to be a nurse mm. because... Uh, at the time when she came over from the Caribbean. The wind, wind, wind rush. She came in a wind rush, um, obviously to be a, a nurse. Um, couldn't qualify to be a nurse because she was underage. She was only 16 years old when she came over on her own. And I think about it, I said, God, you're coming to a different country at 16 years old, leaving your family, wow. your brothers and sisters for a career. Mm. And obviously come over now, so you've got a setback now. You've, you're underage, you have to be 18, so she's got to find work. She's staying by family members. And you've got to find work, because that's how it was. You've got to make your way. Um, I think Dad came along that time, a couple of years on, and obviously had me and my sister. So now that dream of being a nurse had to be a setback. Mm. You had to bring two kids. What was more difficult now is that Dad left after I was one. Mm. So now you're bringing up two kids. Tough. And you, if you understand how it was, and I saw it, um, five families living in one house. Wow. And we was doing the the room at the back, I remember. She had a large bed that my sister and her shared and had a bunk bed. Well, it wasn't bunk, it was a fold-up bed, bunk. Mm. Um, fold, I had to unfold and you can use like it as a table. Like a camp bed? Yeah. yeah, it was like, so I remember that, and you can imagine like, waiting to have access to the toilet bathroom, Yeah. waiting to have access to the kitchen, it's like, yeah. so. Um, Tough. That, that was so hard, but as a kid, you don't notice it. You don't see it until I, I realise now. And you know, when your mum had to find food, had to find rent, yeah, all those things she had to pay for. I mean, dad was, didn't see him. And I think what it was about me, I always wanted a male figure. Mm. I just a mentor or something, yeah. a brother that I could talk to. I didn't have that, and that's, I think, why the relationship. It's like a role model. Mom, yeah, we didn't get on. Mm. I, I didn't open up if there was a problem I just didn't yeah. share I didn't share with nobody 
Yeah. Um, is, is that because kind of, I mean you, you got into a bit of trouble, didn't you? And you got a bit older, a bit of truanting yeah. as a teenager, yeah. and you ended up in Borstal for a bit of pet. What, what was it? A bit of thieving. Bit of thieving, yeah, burglary. Yeah. Oh, and it, it was really down to that. You didn't have a, a role model. More or less because it was that. And don't get me wrong, it's funny enough because I was talking about this um, in the week. And when I say that role model, because it was like I obviously went and caught on with these these boys, set of boys who were got on with, the, with the wrong crowd, not older than me. Mm. You know what I mean? But I have to respect them because it was all right. They knew of me, and they knew about me and how good I was at football. And when like I wanted to follow them, which was to get up to no good, they'd refuse me. Kind of said, no, 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 you ain't coming yeah. with this. I said, well, no, no, more. no, 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 no. Because you weren't up, up to it? No, they, they wanted to keep me out of trouble. Oh, right, so they were yeah. looking after you. They was. They had I your mean, back in I'm the sense. one who was insisting, no, man, I'm coming, man, come in. Like, no, Paul, you ain't. And like, times like, you know what I mean? I said, what? And like, was on my own, just went back home and so forth. But then times I, I forced it and said, look, I'm coming. And <laughs> the time I did go, <laughs> it must have been some electrical shop. Who gets caught? Paul. You got caught. And, That's um, a common story. I've heard that so yeah. many times. You know, get caught. Cool. I weren't the bad boy. I mm. never. I weren't rude. Every time I went and saw a parent and said good evening, good morning. Oh my gosh, why can't you be like Paul? He's so polite. Yeah. So I've got, I always got that. So you weren't really a bad boy, but you end up in Borstal, and I'm. I'm in. You know, you and I have known each other a, a long time now, yeah. but I've never really talked to you about this. Because I get the, the, from the outside looking in, it's like you've got a bit of a fork in the road here. Right. You could have gone down a very different path. Yeah. You know, got into some real trouble, like a lot of kids, you know, your, your age at the time would have yeah. done. But you end up playing football. How did that happen, Paul? You know, um, i tell you how it was. Coming into this Borstal uh, had waking me up. I, I liked my freedom and I didn't like mm. being locked up. Yeah. Um, judge gave me straight first one offence and he put wow. me in so that was a knock and now I was thinking no, I'm not having this and started to do my own thing where you can't mm. there's discipline and I had to follow that mm. so that was another thing as well but 2-2 um, two, two, I think it was a game I joined the football team I said yeah play you get out of your room play on the team I said yeah so um, we had this team that plays these older people teams that used to come in were allowed into mm. the premises all the thing and um, what it was, we played this team, and it, we, we won, beat them 10-0, and I scored nine goals. <laughs> Brilliant. And it was like, oh, man, and first thing this screw said, he said, man, you're good. You really are good. Why don't you go and play for Chelsea? Well, he, he said Chelsea, because yeah. where, where was the ball still then? Was it quite oh, local? quite outside. It was like, it was one of those, it wasn't, it had a fence, yeah. but it wasn't really security, security lock, yeah. trust me. I think the concern was, even if you tried to escape, you'd have a hell of a trouble trying to get back to London. But it was West you London? It, no, no. No? It was way out. Way right, out from West right, London, right, trust right, me. It was right. way out. It was a good train so why, why did he say Chelsea? Well, that's what I, mean. I couldn't understand. Maybe I, I he was a Chelsea fan. I didn't know about Chelsea, to yeah. be honest. Really? No, I didn't. I, at the yeah. time, I, How old were you, Paul, then? At that time, 15. About 15, 15 yeah. 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 So, yeah, when he was there, I said, Chelsea? gone um, but my dilemma not dilemma I just thought you know what I can't stand in there I need to get out so I was writing um, a manager I used to play with um, Colin Barnes and I wrote him I kept writing I said look get me out there please get me out there and um, I was behaving 
Mm. I got to behave and I got out early. And at the time when he came out to see the, the governor and so forth, and I got out. And I thought, you know what, now, it was my aunt who paid more attention because my mum now, I've just... Had you fallen out with her? She, she was more or less tired. Um, mm. I was just misbehaving any time. I didn't listen to her at all. Mm. But you know what I think, and I realised what it was at that time? Because I reminded her of my old man. Right. And that's the reason why she gave me so much time. Right. Right. I reminded her. So any time yeah. I gave back lip, yeah, da 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 da, yeah. I got punished my aunt. Mm. But um, it was a case I came out, my aunt that I was close with, she said, Paul, what are you going to do now? Mm. Now is to pursue your career. Mm. Now you pursue what you're good at. And she was right. That was football? It was football. So I went and played um, with the manager. He got me down at Hill in the Borough. And I was playing in the youth team. And before I knew it, I was like, I played two <laughs> games in the youth. And it was so weird. Like, right? I, they got he got complaints from the other parents, the youth team, because he put me straight in. Right. And they were playing. He said, "I don't care what he's going to tell me. He's going to play." And the mm. reason why he's playing because he's that good. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can take your kid anywhere else. I went, "Oh, that's a bit hard." Yeah. But he stuck by me, and he did because I. Next thing, and I was in the first team. 16. And this is a semi-pro team, semi-pro isn't it? Hill- Hillingdon, Hillingdon, yeah. Hillingdon Town, one of the best. Yeah. Um, Inlandon was a big club. Right. Summer League was a big league as well. And being playing, obviously, 16, 17, now playing with some pros that are just coming out of the game yeah. and retiring, and they're still playing. So I was learning off of them. Yeah. Um, and it was really good. It was, I thought, yeah, training, obviously, Tuesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. and play Saturday. So obviously, I had to find some work. And that was in the super drugs, I had some work. But then, but I was receiving this racism from this woman. She was really. Giving it to me in where in a super drug store. Oh so right, the okay. Was like, and I didn't like it. She treated me. She told me something. I was like, oh my god. I went. I remember it distinctly. I went outside. I knew she rode a bike, and I stamped on the hole of the wheels. <laughs> I mashed up the hole of the bike, put it up there, boom. Anyway, this um, is this has got to be what mid seventies. Oh yeah, this is like you know definitely in the seventies coming in. This 70s. is not a. This is not. We're not talking about a multicultural no, mixed society now, me, are we? It, she. It was that you know. I mean, obviously we, we're going to talk about racism uh, during the interview, but mm. was that a common theme growing up that was in, a in London? Frightening thing all the time. Believe me, in Southall, it was common that when you had your sister with you and. Like times like mm. this, when it starts to get dark mm. early, seven after seven, you're walking in the dark and you're heading home, and you see a car slow down, you see mm. the brake lights, you stop because that stop meant be aware here. Mm. White guys are coming out of that car, yeah, yeah, skinheads, yeah, and they're gonna beat you, yeah. So you turn around right away, gotta go the opposite way, which took longer. Now, with our mums, they've given you a time. And if you don't get into that mm. time, you ain't out again. Not good. No, it was frightening, man. And you've got your sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it was scary. Scary. Yeah, yeah, it was scary, man. Police weren't too well known as well known. Well, they were, they they were probably as bad, in fact, in those days. Trust me. For any time you pick on it you, was you a, know what I mean? It was a horrible time. It was. Um, I mean, you know, it sounds great on the one hand, doesn't it? You're, you know, you've signed for Hillingdon. You're, you're doing what you love. You're, you're on the, you know, the right path to hopefully get a career playing professional football. But 
you were you were you were sleeping in. Were you not sleeping in an abandoned car at the time? Oh man. I mean, you weren't. You were homeless. You effectively. just remind me because uh, yeah. yeah, I was doing all it's right. It's not everybody's ideal of what starting out a football career is. It was starting as I was playing the reserves. Remember, I've got seven months to prove to get a contract. Because mm. you and can't be getting paid a lot. Nah, I was just yeah, it was paid but not a lot. It was um, from there commuting from Slough all the way down to London, Paddington, mm. and getting a, you know what I mean to get to Fulham. So um, I remember this distinctly. It was a Saturday. We played Arsenal Reserve. Had a great game. Come home and had an argument with my mum's boyfriend, who I didn't get on, and it was his house. And he's made some noise. And I said, look, I didn't trouble nothing. Shut up. You tell him shut up. And it, it just went off. Mum's at work. Didn't know what was going on. I didn't like it. He was talking to me. I said, I'm not having this anymore. And I pulled out offensive weapon which was a knife at the time I said look I'm not having this anymore so the next thing I know I was out um, it, I was just lost because I'm out nowhere to I go nowhere to go and all I could think about because I'm right next door to my neighbour who I got on with I knew him and he had a car that he had in the garage he hadn't used and that's all I could think was wow. to sleep in his car and I had been sleeping in there for two weeks. Nobody knew. Oh, obviously, when the daytime come, I got out there and walked the streets. Um, and I slept in there, and I think his sister caught me, and I just, you know what I mean, it was embarrassed and ashamed. I got out and run. Um, caught up my sister, at, who at that time, she was pregnant and was in a, a mother's hostel mm. who weren't allowed to have any men in the yeah, hostel. Yeah. The only lucky thing that she was on the ground floor that I was um, able to sneak in the window and sleep on the floor mm. and then the same thing come out. All this time, my mum didn't know because he told her I just left. So she's upset that I just left the house without telling her and moved out. So that was going on. It was kind of embarrassing, still working. Um, no, it wasn't as it goes. I was still training at Hill in the Borough. But the embarrassing thing now is like, Cause I can't wash. No, I've got to wait to go training. Don't be able to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tuesday, and I think one of the lads. Did anybody know? Oh, nobody knew. Not even the manager. I didn't wow. tell nobody. I think and one of the lads came and said, "Candice, man, I just want to have a word." The boys are a bit concerned because you know you're spinning the bo. And I was like, "Oh, fucking embarrassed this is." And I'm thinking, boy, I've got to tell the kids. I said, "Look, mate, I'm homeless. I've been staying rough." He said, "What?" So he didn't know, and uh, he got back to my manager. But by this time, I said, you know what? I'm looking. I hand out. Um, I got to sort this. Um, now I think, yeah, it was um, young lady, and then we moved down to London, which was down in Dalton and Hackney, to be honest, near um, Hackney Marshes. Mm. And I said we rented, and it was under the housing association. That yeah, it helped because now. I'm, coming from London t to Fulham yeah. which was well, a, a fair distance still but get up in the morning and obviously get down to the to the bridge well yeah. let, let's talk about that because you know from what I, I understand you had uh, <coughs> you had trials didn't you as a, a pacey winger because of course you were playing as centre half for Hillingdon weren't you? I did well I started off no, at school as a centre half. Right. Side, so, so did Hillingdon turn you into a winger? It was a winger because I think, no, what it was, 
Ham was Celtic. Uh, we used to play on Sunday side. Most of us mm. were school buddies. Um, I was sent off and sent off at school. And what it was, it's like when I got the ball, I couldn't find nobody to pass it. So you ran with it? So I ran with it. <laughs> I dribbled all the way from my head box, all the way to there. Brilliant. Was the box and it was like, a man said, if a person could do that, they need to be in the opponent's half yeah, doing that. Sure. So they moved me to left wing. Wow. And that's how I started off in the okay. left wing. And you had trials for Southampton and Chelsea. Yep. But you obviously you signed for John Neal's Chelsea in December 81. Yes. Uh, you're paid 175 a week. Yes. Hellingdon Borough received a 5,000 fee. Yeah. Why? I, I didn't know you'd had a trial for Southampton. Why? Yeah. Why? Why Chelsea and not Southampton? Um, it's funny, really, because I went through. Laurie McMenemy was the manager. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had the Wallace brothers. They yeah. Had George Lawrence. They had a good side then. They had a proper side. I'm on the reserve. Um, Wallace was on my one on the right. I'm on the left. And George Lawrence was known for he's a big lad. He was like yeah. a boxer. <coughs> so I'm like Cyril. He's like, but I was just crossing the ball to him, and he was knocking him in. And I thought, all right, this is all right. But you know what? What is it? Nobody says nothing to you. You don't get no feedback at all. Right. When Lawrence many, all he said, you either got it or you ain't. And that's what he said. And the inference Nothing being more. that you ain't. That's what you thought. Yeah. So you left there, not hearing. I mean, I was in digs for a whole week. Can you imagine there? And nobody said nothing. So you go back, and then they're thinking, well, I'm not good enough. But Chelsea come in. Um, so who, who appro- what happened? Did they Ron approach Stewart. you? Ron Stewart. Yeah, it was the, yeah. the um, chief scout then. Yeah. And he's come, see there, come down, and, you know, I'm in trials and whatever. And I said, okay. I didn't think nothing of it. Done the same thing. But this time I thought, you know what, let's take it easy. Mm. Don't do nothing wrong. That way they can't sink them. You know what I mean? Mm. And I was just turning the plane easy. The week went, nobody says nothing. So much the same as Southampton? Same thing. Mm. Gone back to him and thinking, nah, this is it. it. I'm not good enough. Simple as. If you can't say no, I can't be good enough. Um, give it a week, one came back. I said, what's wrong? I said, well, nobody said nothing. No, we're interested. Come back this week. I went, come back. And uh, it's funny, I was still chilling, just you know, taking it easy. And I thought, it was on um, Graham Wilkes, Wilkins, Ray Wilkins' brother. Mm. We used to play right back at the time. And he said, it's straight. He said, Candy, what are you doing? I said, what? He said, I've never come to see this. Take me on. And I said, you sure? He said, look, take me on. And um, that's what I did. Dropped the shoulder and went past him. And just starting to get comfortable. Um, and that week there, the Friday, I remember distinctly, I went. I said, um, the governor wants to see you in the office, Mr. Neil. I went in the office and uh, he just told me straight, aye, we like what we see. Um, we'll sign you for the remaining seven months, see how you do from there. Wow. And yeah, that was an exciting time for me. So there we go. So you basically signed in the middle of the 81 season. So yeah, you were coming out just before November. Yeah. So, yeah, at the time. so signed as a professional yep. um, with a chance of breaking into the first team. Chelsea are in the second division at the time. Yeah. I didn't understand not, what was going on there. Not in a good position. Yeah, Johnny Neal had just come in actually that season. Yeah, just, I think so. Yeah, I wow. think he must have done because it was Jeff Hurst. I think was it? before that. Oh. Uh, so there you go. So we're we're at the, at the Nadir in yeah. a sense, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, what I want to know, because I mean, I mean, how did it feel? I mean, you know, you, you must have felt um, you made it. Um, you know what? No, no. I felt that. A dream that had come through, 
being being a professional footballer, and I felt like something that I had to let my mum know that she was always against. She never wanted you to be a footballer. Never really. Why not? Because <coughs> she didn't think it was a career. Right. Not a proper job. It wasn't a proper job. Yeah. Um, there I was watching telly, watching football every minute, and you just didn't take it serious. I took it serious. I thought, what? But she didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. And that's the reason why I think, because when I was playing, like, as a youngster, she was never there to be see how good I was. So she had Everybody no idea else. that you had a talent. There you go. That you wanted to pursue. Exactly. Yeah. And that was hard. That was really hard, seeing everybody else's parent there and you not seeing it. Yeah, I bet. I'm standing out. So, um, to done that, and being a professional, you don't know there was joy. Um, obviously, connection with my sister was really good for me. Mixed feelings, by the sounds of it. Yeah, because it was like, I think with my mum, and I know with my mum, she's not a person to show feelings. Mm. And that's probably why I get it as well. Yeah. Not that I don't want to... I just mm. not that I don't know how to. I think I've changed that, but at mm. that time it was like keep it locked down. Okay, yeah, we'll get on with it. Yeah, yeah. So greeting my told sister, great Paul. That she, you know, we congratulated. Book my told my mate, great George. Told my mum, what about it? It was like okay, you've shut me down right there. <laughs> but um, for me it was exciting times. So. You do break into the side, actually, about After four months. Four months later, that's right. And uh, you know, you know it's what? A, it's funny when you say that because it was. I just felt there was a click. Because April wasn't April the twelfth, eighty-two. There was man on there. Mm. Remember Timmy Elms? Um, who was it? Paul Williams. Who else was there? Those youngsters that had been in the reserves for how long? Mm. And I've just come along yeah. in the four months. Boom. I've got a chance to go in the first team. I'm in the first team. Mm. So I don't think that went down too well. With no, no. But you know what? I can't think about that. No. This is where I want to be. Yeah. So um, it was news. It's funny because at that time, and I never realised at that time until I saw it now, that there was only one sub. In those days? In desert. Yeah. And it's like, one sub. Like, your manager has got to be real good. Because he's got to decide when to put you when to put you on. Whether mm. it was an injury, whether it's a change of game, whether it's a tactic, mm. he's got to make that decision. I'm like, and equally, wow. you have to be good to be picked as a sub. As it is, for the if one, there's only one, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, got exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't realise that, you know. That's, a, that's you know, nor had I. It's in a very yeah. good point, actually. Yeah. Let's take you back there, Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, 12th of April, 1982. Mm. It's a Division Two match because we're in Division Two, as I was saying a minute ago. Uh, the team, Chelsea's team, was it? Ian Britton, dear Ian Britton, rest wow. of, God rest his soul. Yeah, Ian Britton. I didn't he was in uh, Gary Chivers, yeah. Mick Fillery, Steve oh. Francis in goal, Colin Lee, Gary Locke, the legend that is Alan Mays. I'll, I'll giggle about that in a minute. <laughs> well, I shall tell you now. There's a lovely guy who, who listens to the Chelsea fancast who, who sent me a T-shirt with. I'm sure I've mentioned this in another interview we've done as well, actually. But it says. Your dar saw Alan May's score. Because, of course, Alan that, Blessing didn't score that many, did he? Oh, he's such you a lovely guy. He's a lovely guy, though, yeah. Anyway, Alan Mays, Mickey Nutton. Mickey yes, Nutton, Mickey Nutton. Colin Pates, Clive Walker, and Graham Wilkins, who you mentioned a minute ago. Now, you came on as a sub uh, for Clive Walker, yeah. who at the time had put us 1-0 up. Well. So, you know, you're un- you're, you know, this is the culmination of a dream, or it should be, wow. but it turns into a nightmare, doesn't it? A nightmare that 
well, as you said, well documented, but nevertheless, off what I thought was one of their favourite players. So that didn't go down well. He was at the time, but yeah. um, it was supposed to be the warm up. It is. I was really excited because yeah. I, I was taking high of the, the the right back, thinking, yeah, oh man, that right back. Do you remember who it was? No, not fi- it wasn't. I'll tell you what. It, uh, oh, that name of this guy, but I'm not too sure it is in. I'm terrible remembering it. Um, I just noticed that oh, he was slow, and I said, look, if I get that boy, I'm going to roast this geezer. Mm. That's all I'm thinking in my mind. I'm talking, mind. I'm talking the game already. Mm. Anyway, I'm thinking, all right, um, come on, man, come on. There's time. He's looking at us. And it's got to be time. Got to be time. It's 70 minutes. It's, it's gone, and I'm thinking, this guy's not going to play me 75. He's going to keep it like that, and then governor's giving it one canners. Go and get warmed up. So I'm excited. I'm warming up. I'm ready and eager, but make sure I stretch. But it's when I stretch, it's like, wow, I started here and it's abuse and mm. racist abuse. And I'm thinking, this cannot be coming from Crystal Palace fans. And how come nobody's stopping them? And I've literally seriously got my back to them. And like, boy, down the line, stretching them. I'm here, go on, nigga. Um, wow, golly, what? I'm thinking, this is really now. I had to turn around, and when I turned around, I was so shocked. Mm. It was not Crystal Palace. I had pictured Crystal Palace fans trying to put me on, but there was my own fans. Mm. And that had confused me. I just didn't expect that. So, there I was, now coming back to the dugout, about to take off tracksuits. But I don't really want to be here. So I'm kind of dead. I'm like waiting for the referee and I put off. I've not moved. I've literally not moved. All the adrenaline that was there has been gone. It's soaked. So I now, I just want the whistle to blow. I want this game over. Um, must have got the ball, gave it back. I literally, on purpose, I wasn't going to run back away. I gave it back. Um, whistle was blown. Uh-uh. Full time straight to the change room now you understand I've, when I've gone in change room I've heard banner you come in and we talk about well I'm lads you know what I mean congratulate you say what and what this happened and so forth but um, at this time it was silent literally I mean silent. so they all knew oh yeah it was and what was their reaction then I don't you know what because nobody and I, I've got to respect that because it was so. It was. It and then one, remember, question. let's put this in context. Yeah. We'd won the game. We'd won the game, but it was a silly question to come and ask me, "How are you?" Nobody really knew what to say, I suppose. You can't. You saw it. You heard it. It's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to ask me? How was it? Mm-hmm. So I'm in the corner. My head is there. I'm thinking, is this what it is? Am I going to be playing in this? I'm just not realising I'm just thinking no I don't know and governor come over straight to me he said boy Paul I don't know what you're thinking how you feeling but um, these are the same guys that are paying your wages and I had to take those words and he said oh no you're right thinking so what I've got to win them over then is that what you're saying really that's all that's going in my mind I thought okay now I'm only in pressure already because uh, family's somewhere there you know what I mean? After I rushed them, told them to come down, man, give me some water, and they, they saw it. And the first instinct, I said, why do you want to play for a racist side mm. like that? Mm. And I had to convince them, he said, look, it's not the team, mm. it's not the club. 
mm. a minority yeah. of ignorant people. Yeah, I pulled them out and said, nah, man, you're just gonna, what, I'm going to let them defeat me? Mm. Look how long I took for this. So it, it was a constant, don't get me wrong, always biting. Well, from, this wasn't just a Palace match, because no, this went on from, yeah, from went match on. after match. So you can imagine. You know, until I'm you did win them over, and I know you did yeah, in the end. But, but I'm not fighting just every minute. No, no. I wasn't fighting the fans, I was fighting my cousin, my family. About. Well, because they're saying, why are you putting yeah, up with that crap? I, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I get that. that was, um, I mean, look, you know, I can't possibly imagine what it's like to be black and racially abused, mm. obviously. And I get the impression that a lot of the feedback that you were getting was coming from that place. They yeah. ca- they're not in your shoes. They can't know what it's like. It wasn't. Here's the question. I remember that time very, very well. And, you know, black players were just breaking through. And, of yeah. course, you, you know, I know you were a mate of Cyril's yeah. who... I had the absolute honour to interview a few years ago and uh, what a lovely guy he was. But of course, you know, racial abuse of black players was going on all the time at English grounds for all of the teams with whom they played. I remember when I made this programme where I interviewed Cyril, we featured a match where uh, West Brom very famously beat Man United 5-3. Yes, I remember that game. Right? And, uh, I mean, they were amazing. I mean, Cyril scored an absolutely Blind. amazing goal. Yeah, Laurie cool. Cunningham scored a goal. Yeah. Uh, I think Brendan Batson was playing for them then mm. as well. But, uh, you know, I, I got the DVD of that game because I think it's the only game West Brom have ever won or something. I don't yes, know. But yeah. they, they made a DVD about it. And you can hear the monkey chants coming out right. even then. So this was going on all of the time. Did you? That was when... That was, years, that was 79, that was 79, saying? a little bit earlier. Wow. But same kind of period, Yeah. same yeah, kind yeah. of issue happening for a lot of other black players in the game. Did you, did you get to know any of them? Did you kind of seek I, a bit of inspiration from these guys to help, help you get through this? I knew of Cyril when he was at Southall. Mm, of course Southall. he's a Southall boy, and isn't he? So when Cyril was playing, we had, I was, he's playing pro, and that was one of the and that was a. Is he? But you, you about, were you about the same yeah, age as Cyril then? About the same, yeah. yeah. The same, yeah. Because I mean, it was through Cyril. I said, man, if he can do it, I can do yeah. this. Yeah. So they were an inspiration, yeah. in a sense. Cyril definitely was. And then me, I tell you where I met Lurie Cunningham when I moved down from Stout to Hackney Marshes. Of course, he was. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he was a Leighton boy, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I've gone out Hackney Marshes, AstroTurf. And obviously, at that time, I'm not supposed to play football because mm. any time you took time well, on holiday, you're not allowed to play football. But mm. you can't help it. Mm. And I went in. It was about when I mean, it's one of those games. There's about twenty aside, twenty against twenty on a pitch, right? <laughs> but he's warming up, and this guy, man, he got this ball in flight, and I mean in flight. When I mean drop, like if I was standing up, it was like my shoulder, and he came down with it. And let me tell you something, everybody, and this is for black people just as to applaud, mm. this is big. Mm. And everybody said, damn, bad boy skills just that. I never knew who he was. Mm. And so somebody said, man, Laurie that's Laurie Cunningham. Wow. Shut up. Yeah. Very, that very, very talented player. Oh people will forget gosh. this, but he ended up playing for Real Madrid. Trust me, when he went there, and that, oh, was he the first black I think he might have been actually I think he might have been come on man I don't know but he might have been that game and I saw that game as you just mentioned that man he had that ball he was doing things for that ball very tough was he he I mean I know he's one of the first black players to play Mm. for England but not the first I don't think at that time who was 
Well, Viv Anderson would have been around. But was he playing for it? I think Laurie, I don't, I think Laurie got, got, in, got in. But he wasn't the, the first. Not, there was guys that played in the early 70s. I that he played. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I just think... Uh, not enough, you could argue. Yeah. I just saw... He did things that brought up. They're only now doing that. Paul, as we said, it's very difficult for you at the start of the Chelsea career for all the reasons that you said. Mm. Um, there was a bit of a turning point, and it came from a rather peculiar source in terms of public support and it was Ken Bates Oof. with that support well that's what I've heard that he, uh, he basically did come out I mean is that not true I don't know to be honest I set the record straight get off with that I heard he was shrewd he's a businessman and fair enough and saved the club I just don't think he didn't support you didn't enough support me enough I don't think the club did it neither to be honest at that time um, so you were very much on your own with this then? Well, you know, I mean, coming in the changing room, he's giving jokes, and he's giving jokes, a black joke. Right. It didn't go down well with me. No. And I didn't laugh. Mm. So with that, I said, you know what, I don't appreciate having black jokes when mm. I'm around. Yeah. So don't do it. Oh. He said, didn't you find that funny, can I? I'll be honest, I didn't. No. And I think that's why I put it off, and he's kind of off no, from No, fair me. enough. Um, I heard that he received some blades in the raise raise in the envelope for me and that and wow. this and that. you know what and I don't know what like putting up the electric f- gates fence and all that for what for safety I don't know um, we didn't have that kind of well I don't know say, say mutual but the respect I had because he was the chairman mm. but a conversation not nah, really we didn't have that yeah um, I think it was just as you we said I was on my own you were. I had to do it. Not very isolated. But, you know, you did You did turn things around. I mean, you know, uh, we'll talk about the first goals you scored, which, uh, I mean, I've got, I've got, you'll love this. I'll give this Which to was you. the first goal? No, I'm, I'm going to so give you to this. And I thought, you know, it was at Fulham. But then somebody told me no, it was No, it was Chelsea versus Carlisle United. So I'm United. trying to remember that. Yeah, I I've got every game you played. Oh, no, I shall, I shall give game. you this. But Is that I've, me in the yellow? The, the, no, that's you scoring. These are oh the goals you scored. Oh, my so I need to get that. 12th that's of March, 1983. So this wow. is almost a year after your, the, the awful debut yeah. against Palace. But uh, Chelsea beat Carlisle 4-2. Uh, you scored two goals that day. Um, what was we in? Division 2? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you. Still. It was still Division 2. Right. This okay. was the year that we nearly... Uh, I think this is the year that we nearly went into the third division, actually. Yeah, go on. But, I mean, that season, interestingly enough, I mean, we'll, we'll talk around this anyway, but, I mean, that, that you actually did quite a lot that season did to I? help us escape relegation to the third division. But anyway, I need that I'll tell you who was in the team, right? Johnny Bumstead, yeah. Gary Chivers, yeah. Mike Fillery, Chris Hutchings. Wow. Bob Isles was in goal. Bobby. Joey Jones, you see, by now he's got Joey Joe Jones in to stiffen the defence. Wow. Alan Mays is still getting a game, it's amazingly enough. But who is he up front with? Uh, well, we've got David Speedy in the team now. Has he? Yeah. And uh, Colin Pates and Clive Walker. Clive Walker's still there. Uh, Clive scored the first goal on 29 minutes Johnny B scored one on 44 minutes and you scored the last two on 55 and 89 last two last two goals not even one you scored two goals these are your first goals for Chelsea oh my god this this, this will also make you giggle knowing where we are now guess what the attendance was at Stamford Bridge at that time yeah division two yeah 15 6,677 yeah. How about that? And that big, like, yeah. Can you imagine that? 
can't, mate. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? That's got to be that one of the lowest loud. attendances, but I they think. They were loud. But you remember were, it? Yeah, they were loud. Well, there you go. There you go. But we're quiet now. <laughs> we're long, we're well, long well, there we go. Well, that's an interesting discussion 6, as well, isn't 000. it? 6,000. Wow. You know, you've had all this abuse. It's tough. You're on your own. And now you score two goals. Did you start to feel part of the team then? No. No, still not? No, still not. Um, of course, um, scoring goals will either give you some confidence, but still not, not feeling, you know what I mean, embraced by the fans as yet. What about your teammates? Um, teammates were teammates. They were cool. Don't get me wrong. You've got to understand we're, we're seeing each other um, in the week, five days a week. Um, training, having fun, and so forth. Unless, yeah, unless it was a reserve game, obviously I play that and enjoy. And to be, yeah, you played well that you're picked for the first team. Mm. Um, so you just got on. You always met those first team players. It was the case in the training ground. It was always reserves against the first team anyway. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was always in the reserves and not in the first team. So, so um. Teammates, supportive, supporters. Really was. Um, it's amazing um, the amount of players have gone through at that time. And you mentioned uh, Chris Hutchins, yeah, Mickey Joy, Mickey Nutton. I thought was a talent. Fillery loved him. Yeah, I thought he was another talent. Patsy, yeah, Colin Viljo. Remember him playing? Yeah. Yeah. So it, to go through that as a youngster who used to see those players yeah. on the little telly. And like now, standing next to them, it was a, a real buzz for me. Um, it didn't make me feel that I was good enough yet, but to be there, yeah. But the go- the goals must have helped. I mean, the I, goals. I mean, these. I mean, as I said, you see, scored the two against Carlisle, then you followed that up with the one against Fulham about three or four matches later. I mean, take take me through the goals, Canners, and then tell me what it. Felt. I don't know. The, the Do you remember that Carlisle? But I remember the goal at Fulham. If that's the half volley. Yeah. Um. A thing that we worked off at the training ground, and from the from training corner, ground wasn't it? corner, yeah. it was a case that Paul, if anything comes over across, for you to just put it back in the box. Mm. And I stood off the post because I was on the started off the on the post, mm. and I started off because if anything it came off ahead and it That's came to right. the back, I'll be ready to put it back in. But this ball came so conveniently. Um, it's, and it wasn't headed from Mickey Dre. I think the defender, was it Dawes? I don't know. Flicked it. But it stood up just right to hit on the left foot. Half volley. And I was there. And um, hit it. Finished it so well. And I remember the first person. Who picked me up? I'm sure it was Mickey Fillery. Was it? Yeah. I like Mickey. I was on the ground because I slipped. I was That's on the right. ground, yeah. and Mickey coming out and put, put me out, and he pushed me, and I was like, "Yes!" And that goal of how it was well taken, a hit like that, yeah, that that meant a lot to me. It was hit precisionly, lovely volley. So um, yeah, that Fulham goal, it, it was a lot meant a lot to me. It was. Did you feel? Did you feel you belonged in the team now? Then? Um, because, I mean, let's, let's put this in context. I mean, OK, I, I, we know we've got, the, the, you know, a lot of the fans abusing you. We know that you're, you're not getting the kind of support you need on that issue mm. at the club. But you're also, let's not forget this, Paul. You're, you're a young man, you know, trying to break in mm. to a, a big club. I mean, we might have been in the second division and struggling a bit, but we're yeah. still a big club. 
with all the pressure that that entails, you know, you're not you're not sure of your place and all of this. Still not sure. So you know, to yeah. score those goals, did that did that help? That scoring the goal, that made me feel better as a team or at helping the team that I'm playing for. Right. That's what it made me feel. Right. Um, as obviously, yeah, I'm in and out of the team, but I'm gaining, or I put it like this, I think they're having belief in me because they're giving me more games or I'm a substitute right. very often. Yeah. So for that, it was a case, it was, yeah, don't get me wrong, I wanted a start. I feel that I was ready to start, but it was the substitute. Substitute, like, you know mm. what? That, yeah, Paul can change the game. You, cause That's you pl- what I yeah. was given that. You've played about, I don't know, 15 games now, and you've been subbed on right. or off in yeah. about half of them. Right. But it, it's begin- you are beginning to establish yourself, okay. uh, you know, in, in, in the side. But as I said, this is a really tough season. for. Ch- you're then- trying to break into Chelsea at the worst, arguably, arguably, Paul, the worst time in their history. This is this is the season they nearly dropped down to Division but Three. But who did we have? I mean, at the time, did we have, have Peter Rose Brown then or not? And then Cleveland was Rosie. Was, I don't. I can't, was yeah, he not Clive, Clive was there because this is the season that Clive's. Well, you you played in this game actually. We talk yeah, about it uh, in May at the end of the season, the famous game. I, I mean, arguably one of the most important games in Chelsea's history when we won one nil away at Bolton. Bolton. That effectively stops us wow. from going down to Division Three and possibly out of business, Paul. You know what? Um, it's trying to hinder and thinking about that game. I know that, that it was very difficult because the pitch was very tough, um, heavy. Mm. If I remember yeah. it distinctly, yeah. it was raining yeah. as well. It was always raining. Oh, goal. my gosh. And so, as it is, we was chasing, chasing for this goal. Um, we did walk at all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we chased for that goal, mate. I tell you what. It was like, yeah, that was a survival. I didn't really know how important that game, but to survive that and look to know next year we're still in Division Two. That's what, when I say next year, next season. Um, but I think from that season, he still didn't know what to expect because those players now, I think the influx of new players that was brought in, well, it changes, doesn't it? It did change. Who, a lot. who comes in that year? Oh, mate, we had who? Nigel Spackman, Joe McLaughlin, um, Kerry. Kerry Dixon, Pat? Eddie Mav- Navinsky, Pat Niven. Um, who else? There? I think those are the five. Or those six are the main ones. Main ones that come in there. And don't get me wrong, when we went Aberystwyth, it's like we gelled um, to come at the start of the season. This, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because you're, you're absolutely right. There's a massive turnaround. Mm. Uh, this is all part of John Neal's grand plan. Yeah. He brings, and it's, it, it, who was his assistant? Ian, Ian McNeil. Ian McNeil. Yeah. They identify these players that nobody's really heard of. That he exactly. buys them on the cheap because yeah. Chelsea have absolutely no money. And and I'm glad you mentioned Aberystwyth because you know I've talked to a lot of players of your generation. They yeah. all tell me about the sand dunes sand and the training in Aberystwyth. But did you did you get a sense that that summer in pre season a real kind of bonding a, a team came there, together? As when I because that was that would have been my second or third now yeah. I think, season, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. So there, I had started feeling it. Right. Because I loved it when we went over. I don't know what it was about. Um, I always remember John there saying, hey, getting that fresh air. First thing in the morning. That sea air part. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what language that was. <laughs> it's, it's not too bad. Because <laughs> um, he's yeah. a Geordie, wasn't he? <coughs> he was. But um, you know what? I loved it. 
I loved it. And it done a lot for me in training. That sand dunes, I've never, ever run on sand dunes. Hard so, work, though. Uh, it was ideal. Mm. If that didn't help you, that, um, got your lungs opening, mm. got your legs where you think, come yeah. on, man. It was so funny when I saw um, um, Keith Jones, because they put us in groups. and It was like you used to set off in rallies, and then one group set off, and the next group set off. And I think you saw Keith was in the front, in amongst it, and when they come round again, you think, you didn't see Keith. <laughs> and all the players like that was running was pointing at the back and still running, like pointing like, what's wrong? Something's happened. When we went round the corner, we saw Keith shot out, man. His legs was like jelly. They were literally, you could literally wait, like you didn't realise he had bones in his leg. That's how the effect of sand juice took him. Wow. It, yeah, it was a tough, I loved it. It's tough. Now, we just mentioned one of my favourite players, actually, and, and an, an absolute gentleman, as we all know, and he still is to this day, and he's a fantastic uh, pundit. But we signed Pat Nevin that summer. Now, of course, he's a winger, so he's a rival for you on the pitch. You're just oh. beginning to establish yourself in the side, and now they sign a winger. But it, it wasn't like that, was it? Because you and Pat became great friends, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't think there's a rivalry really? at all. Because Pat was on the right. Well, that's true. The left. That's true. So, but it's what we saw of Pat. Oh, what he do with the ball? How good was he? Oh, he was real good. This boy had cling on. I've, I've seen that ball move between his foot and a defender that thinks he can defend and nick that ball off it. Pat just moved it to one side. Boop, boop. Mm-hmm. And that's how he did it. He didn't have the speed to run away from her, mm. but he had the skill, the close control, and what he could do with the ball, even a free kick. Mm. He did it, and he would always try it. Um, and but seeing that, I think we won a lot of games because of that. Him on the right, me on the left, supplying the balls at that time was Kerry and Speedy. Yeah, and there was yeah, it was great football. football. It was Come proper on. proper football. Well, that was changing obviously, in it from the season before where we were struggling. Yeah. To now seeing season like, oh my God, where's this come from? Yeah. We was well, making the, goals, the, scoring goals. The writing was on the wall, wasn't it? In pretty much the first Wait, uh, match, you five nil, that, you? five nil against Derby. New players. Would have been struggling with them. Well, that's no, what people thought. Five nil, bam. Nobody knew what to expect because we'd been so it. shocking the season before. That's what I'm saying. You remember yeah. the before? Like, well, what are these players really going to do? And it was like the, I remember the excitement. It was just like, what Trust, is this? Five nil. We just didn't. It was like we felt so good, mm. and even I got to say, wow, we look strong. I don't care who we play. We're no. going to score goals. It's so funny because you've gone away forward and forward. I know the two games and we were struggling in Division 2. But there was a player that I w- was watching and I knew he played at cricket. What do you know? He played for Shrewsbury. I'm sure it was Shrewsbury. And Bury. he played cricket? He played cricket. I've got no idea. In both of them. No way! No he, he way! No way! Trust me. When I, I saw thought he played for Scunthorpe. Is it Scunthorpe? Scunthorpe. That's why I that got, would have I got been around. That would have been around the time he was it playing was. football. I'm telling you, and yeah, I can't right. believe I'm watching him play cricket. And I went, "That's who he bought from." And I'm thinking, "He's playing Scunthorpe." I was like, "Are you taking?" I thought, "Let me see this." I love my cricket. But I couldn't believe I could see Ian Botham playing for Scunthorpe. Well, there you go. How bizarre. Yeah. It was a, a, I mean, you know, it was a It was a great season for those of us who remember it. You you did well too. You had a good start to the season. You got off the mark uh, in October. You got yeah. a goal against uh, Huddersfield Town away when we, we won wow. 3-2. You, uh, you came on as a sub 
and scored a goal against Leicester City away when we won 2-0 in the next match. But wow. the best was yet to come, Paul, because 6th of December, we play Swansea at home. Chelsea oh, yeah. win 6-1. And what happens for you? Do you yeah, remember? My first hatchet, professional hatchet. Yeah. Um, never had any clue, I think. Once again, it was a surface that was concerned about. It was heavy, raining, and you know how our surface after... A uh, few games in on uh, at the bridge, but pff, everything I do just went right. Mm. One of those days, uh, yeah. In front of goal, I don't know if they had a weak defence. I'll tell you what was that was playing. Gary, the ex-player Chelsea. Who was that? Gary, Gary Stanley, Gary Stanley. He was playing. Was he really? He was playing. I don't have the opposition you know, team on my, on my little things when here. When I could, I, I said Gary was playing, and obviously he was at Chelsea, he left there, and he was playing for Swansea. How about that? So, um, yeah, that go. don't get me wrong, it was a proud moment for me. Shall I tell you who the team was? Go. Right, Johnny B, again, Johnny yes. Bumstead, Kerry Dixon. Yes. John Hollins is playing as captain oh, he's by that? now. Yeah. yeah. Joey Jones is still with us, Joe McLaughlin, Pat Nevin, Eddie Nisvecki, Colin Pates, Nigel Spackman, David Speedy. I would say that's pretty much the idea of everybody's kind of idea wow. of that side around that time. Wow. You opened up the scoring. Brilliant. You opened up the scoring on eight minutes. Remember that Did goal? I? Nope. 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 <laughs> well, I'm the only try. one I scored, I remember, where I put the ball. <laughs> it was supposed to be a cross, and it went. Kind of keeper had it, and he took it over the line. And right. I think oh, right. that was when I scored the hat. That was that was the hat trick goal. But it was a cross. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you scored on eight minutes. Pat scored on twenty-four minutes. Eight you minutes. scored your second goal on forty minutes. Second half, Kerry scores on fifty. Johnny B scores on eighty-one minutes, and you get wow. the last one on eighty-four. That was the hat trick goal. Yeah, I take take that, and I still got the ball. You still got the ball. Yeah, Mum's got the ball. Nice. So I leave it at that, and then. Did yeah, they all the, sign it? They, yeah, because it was a case. I, I didn't know what to do. And it's funny, a young man, I didn't know what to do. The ball said, Paul, go and get them signed. Yeah, like, can I? that's what you do. I wouldn't know. I've never signed. scored yeah, a hat trick. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've got a sign. Then. You know what I mean? You can imagine I was going home with that. Paul, I scored a hat trick. And mum, can you put that? That's for you. And uh, she asked me, I said, look, I scored a hat trick. Oh, well done. And that was it. Well, that was that, it. She, didn't, she still me, didn't really get it. Didn't get it. She just never got it. Didn't I mean, it. I, I, can I ask you honestly, Paul? I mean, that must, on some level, be quite upsetting. Because it's the one person in the world that you need to really appreciate what you've done. Yeah, I think you know what I think what it was. She didn't show me, mm. but she did. Yeah, oh, she did because I think where it changed, and she was proud of me. Yeah, Something like that. When um, I've done my autobiography, the black and blue book. Yeah. yeah. Because um, we've done that. Because obviously I had to ask my sister, um, ask permission. I wanted to, because it mm. meant a lot mm. about her. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had to ask permission, and I asked my sister to ask mm. her. I didn't even ask him myself. I said, "June, go and ask her if it's all right." And she come back and said, "Mum said it's all right. Go ahead." And I couldn't remember, believe that I could remember every little detail. I kept flying back, mm. and after I'm really and truly, don't get me wrong, I've had a, a spiral. You know what I mean? I was in and out of rehab and mm. cancer and so forth, but I've come out of that now feeling a lot stronger. And um, our own historian, Rick Glanville, yeah. 
come and ask me about writing a do- um, uh, autobiography and mm. I'm thinking no god but then that means letting people know what was happening yeah. but neither did I realise people already knew what was happening yeah I just didn't know yeah so it was about coming out open about that <coughs> that I thought was going to be hard for me but I said you know what hell with it mm. come out share it and um, went over games went over mum went over this that did you publishes. find it quite cathartic? When I confided it with Tassai, it was like... Did t- with like getting something off your chest, in a sense. I was, yeah, I was. Burying a few, you know, I wanted, demons. Yeah, I did. It was like, I needed to let people know what was going on with me. Because as well as like that, right, I know those who followed football or followed Chelsea knew exactly, right? But the people that I used to be out raving and so they didn't know I was really f- mm. playing football. Mm. They just saw me... I was just having a great time mm. playing music and so forth. But when they didn't, they didn't know mm. I was training and yeah. playing football, yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't let them know what was going on. Yeah. And they, when they read that book, kept, wait, I didn't know you was... Yeah, I did. Yeah. All that yeah. time. But it's when the publishers, when we got this final book out, I was given 12, mm. 12 books in champagne. <laughs> That's what I said. They said, yeah, we delivered. <laughs> was it delivered? Yeah, we did that to him. So I've got my hand and tell my mum, have you seen the books? <laughs> oh, yes. Mm. Okay, where are they? Oh, I sent them to the Caribbean. Oh. Why she sent them to the Caribbean? A family, isn't it? Oh, right. So this is where... So that told you she She's was proud. proud? Yes, exactly yeah. what I was coming to. Yeah. But she didn't show me. She, but she couldn't show it. Uh, well, once again, I'm clear. Oh my God, your family's going to know what was going on with me. Damn. So I was going there. So I'm asking, yeah, where's the champagne bottle then? Oh, I drank that. <laughs> Fair play. Oh, I said, you know, I knew there's love. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a strange it's relationship, yes, isn't it, it was. For, for all of us? But I, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, right. So we're in the middle of the 83, 84 season. Um, we're doing pretty well. But. Mm. Uh, John Neal then signs Mickey Thomas in January. Yeah. Now, we talked about, you're right, of course, Pat mm. was never really a rival for your place because he yeah. played on the right. And you both complemented each other, I think, very, very well. But Mickey Thomas is a left winger. Yeah. And Mickey's got a reputation. Yeah. This, is a, this is Mickey who won the FA Cup with uh, Man, United Man United a few United. years before. He's a Welsh international. Mickey, busy, Mickey's busy. a well-known player. That is a threat to your position, isn't Definitely it? Definitely was. But you know why it was? Pardon me. I... I, you know what? I had so much respect for him. He's a good because, lad, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no, there was no proper footballer and holding back with it. You know what I mean? And at times I thought, you know what? He makes a difference. Mm. He was so busy, and it's like, boy, I'd play him in front yeah. of you. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's Don't honest. Get me wrong. Yeah, there's no hard. I thought like, hold on, I deserve to be on there. Why is he? Mm. I didn't feel like that. Mm. He played. He, he was brilliant for us in, the, in, the, in that oh, very short time he was with he us. Did. He was brilliant for us. I wasn't mean, he? he was scoring some goals as yeah. well and making some. He was busy. From midfield, what we had a tight one with Nigel, him, yeah, yeah. over the right pat. What can you go wrong with it? Was he good in the dressing room too? Oh, he's a laugh. He you know, because so I think we, you, know, you we need got on players like that. With don't you? that, especially at reserves, he was so funny. Yeah, he lifted he's up a very to funny me bloke. Up and lift up that thing the young lads as well. Yeah. He was that. He took it like it's the way he took football. Like, yeah, it's a job, but it's a fun job. Yeah. And that's what he said. He's got a laugh. He had stories galore. Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah. that was... Dude, I do... No, seriously, he brought a light. 
down at Chelsea when he came in. Put a smile I down there. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't argue about that. But, you know, on the other hand, Paul, I mean, you know, I mean, I think people who've not, not worked at that kind of level don't really get this, but... You know, it is very cutthroat. It is dog eat dog. You don't get to the elite well, by 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 you know by ducking in the shadows. Put it on. Did you feel you, that John Neal might have been trying to edge you out a bit? No. Nah. You didn't feel that nah, at all. No, nah, not at all. Um, what was he kind of saying to you at the time? No, nah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't feel that, and it, mostly that he, he's a real gentleman. Um, but I think I just didn't get any kind of support from anybody. You mm. just got on with it. Um, well, you're expected to deal with it. You're an well, adult. Get it. on with it. I was just, you know, you're a top sportsman. I, I thought, you know what I mean, you, you, management or somebody would talk to you and say, Paul, you know what I mean, you've been having a bad game, mm. you know what I mean, these days, yeah, seem to perk yourself up, reserve, this is what we maybe got to do. But nobody said anything. And don't get me wrong, um, you, you just mentioned it was cutthroat. Yeah. And it was cutthroat like, um, I remember the game. And when I say member, it was just, we played Liverpool, we played at home and we won. And um, there was a time the reserves were playing away, and the likes of Terry Howard and um, oh god, Isaacs. Remember Isaac? I do. And Mickey Joy was playing, and apparently we beat Liverpool. Is it Darren? I'm thinking this is in '84. '84. Three-one. Does that ring any bells? Three-one. December, yes. yeah. Was Mickey Joy then? I haven't got the team sheet for it, mate. Well, not he wasn't playing then, but he was playing in reserves. Right. But we won. And they heard, like, Isaacs and Terry, and they went, yes, well done! And Mickey Joy gave him, this is what I'm talking about, he gave him a face, like, why are you shooting for them? If they're winning, we can't yeah, play. Yeah. And yep, you know when you get that to hear that, yeah. you're thinking, boy, this, this is, is the old team, pro bro. speaking. Yeah. Don't matter what. I mean, you represent Chelsea, you, do, you want them to win, but just to say, you'd prefer them to lose so that you've got a chance of getting in. Yeah. And I'm like... Wow. It's a difficult balance, isn't it? Cutthroat, is it? I'm telling you. Difficult balance. Yeah. Um, we've kind of, you know, just teased the fact that, uh, of course, Chelsea, you know, they, they win promotion to the first division as champions of the second division. Yeah. That year you scored seven goals and 25 appearances. Do you, do you think, that was, your, do you think that, that was your best season, the promotion season, or do you think um, it was the one in the first division? I think the one in the first division. I felt more then in that. To be honest, when you said that, when did I start feeling like involving the team or felt comfortable? I think when we got promotion, I felt like I was, yeah, involved. Um, I think it was more or less surviving uh, when we did get promotion. But it was such a good side that we was winning so many games. Um, it was a very good side that oh, season. It was a game. Yeah, trust me. You know, that return. Really unbelievable. Away and at home. Well, we, Not just yeah, yeah. at home. And we, we, came, we came six. But even away. There you go. So I thought, yeah, at that time. You scored four in 35 in that season. Did I? And I think that's... I'm, I'm, I hadn't told you that before. Oh. Obviously, you said, well, that. no, no, that, that first season back in the first division, that yeah. was my best season. Right. And I was going to say, I wonder if that's because you're playing against better teams and better players. Mm. So you might not have done as well statistically. Seven in 25 is better than four in 35. I don't know. But you played more games... In the, in the first... Yeah. Wow. That, I would. That was that was the season. But that was a tough season. That was tough, tough teams. There was new teams. Come on then. What were the teams that we had then? Was in the Tottenham? Well, I'll tell you. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that statistically, I mean, you played more games that season for Chelsea than you did in any other season. Wow. And that so was our first back in I the was, first division. So what we're saying there, that I was valuable then. I th- I would say so. You played twenty four times in the league. 
Uh, two FA Cup, nine League Cup. Uh, oh. We weren't in Europe in those days. So. No. But you just... <laughs> 35 games, four goals. In the League Cup. Wow. But we, you know, look. Who was the manager then? John Neal. That was John Neal's last season. Wow. Wasn't it? That first season back. Because Mr. Holland, was he still playing? He came in the season afterwards. So was he not playing then? The season. This is 84, 85. Yeah. And then he took over. That's right. Brilliant. That's right. Brilliant. but you're, I mean, you know, there's the Arsenal. I mean, I, I mean, the, the match that everybody no, remembers okay. about that season. I mean, you were playing in it. You know, you remember it you well. Know what? The Highbury <sighs> match. Um, I tell you what, I was nervous because I was nervous, and the reason I, I remember that whole week that we trained, and everybody wanted to be in that team. Everybody first wanted to match be in that back. first match back. You wanted to be in that, so you was yeah, it was lightning. I remember my Harlington, Harlington. Oh my God, where it was drizzling. Oh, lovely for a winger. I was everything I did came off. Control, your flip, go round. There's some great footage of that game. Oh, let me tell you something. That was training. And to know you, you was, saw the the the, the team there. She boom, and Kenneth, you were there. Who who were you up against that day? Viv. It was Addison. Viv. You were up against Viv. And I was thinking because I went home and I remember that, and it was telling me, yeah, Viv Anderson. What do you mean? Is that the same thing as England? Like that? Oh my God! I swear, Lord, he's a good player, wasn't he? He was a good player, and I was thinking, Oh my, am I going to play this guy? European champion. Trust me. How am I going to play this? So guy? you were a bit nervous. Yeah, I was. I've had, I've got Dougie, and hell, I, I learned from Dougie. Got to help me, Gunners! Gunners! He called my name. That could have burnt a hole in anybody's ass. He called my name so much to cover back for him, but all I was thinking, boy, we got Viv. Man, we got to make sure we Oh, Doug, Doug tried to put him into oh, Rose End, didn't mate, he? Oh, mate, Doug be my tackle, boy. I'll tell you what, that came enlightened us. It was the first, oh, clocking, unbelievable. The fans came out on the poor end, didn't they? Mm. Eh? Oh, we were all over the place that day. Oh, I mean, when, when Kerry scored... You see the footage of it, Paul, yeah, of and, and you can see yeah, the first people time. getting up. The all, all, four, all four sides of the ground, there are Get Chelsea out. fans there. It was, it was brilliant. I mean, what more can you say? Who would you think? First game of the season against Arsenal. I'm living down in Hackney. They're all Arsenal yeah, fans. of course they are. They're just telling me, we're going to annihilate you, Ken. You're rubbish. You're shit. And I'm thinking, boy, you know what? Look at they had Paul Mariner, Kenny Sampson, Talbot. Um, Wood, Woodcock is it Woodcock they Tony Woodcock two, they had a I team. think he was there then Paul Mariner definitely played in yeah. that game he's talking about I'll yeah. tell you they had a team yeah. Paul Williams I mean, no I'll tell you it was my, my mate Paul played in midfield Davis Davis he was yeah. a good player yeah. they were a good side they were a good side yeah. and we came off and we we showed them we was good as well Yeah. and you had Man United uh, with Brian Robson Brian Robson and then yeah. you see what it's so funny, you know. It's like I couldn't remember these games until somebody told me. Kenneth, you was playing nothing. Are you sure? Well, I mean, you you have you have Man United away. Uh, it was the one, two, three, fourth game of the season. Yeah. You came on as a sub. We drew one-one up there. Wow. Um, who else? Uh, well, that was the season. As I said, you beat Liverpool three-one at home. I mean, yeah. they would have been. They might have been European champions oh, at the time. So you had some big, big teams and big games. And, I mean, you know, we did very, very well that season. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, 
we, we were, I think we, I mean, you know, I think we were in the running for the title, weren't we? Go on. Uh, but who, who is that with? Um, the Sheffield Wednesday come up. With well, us, I'm getting, I'm getting to that. That, yeah. that was, that was the same season. Right. So, Paul, um, I think every, it would be fair to say that that, that most Chelsea fans uh, remember you best for the the League Cup. Well, it was Milk Cup in those days, wasn't it? It was a yeah. fifth round replay at Hillsborough on 30th of January. Uh, and it's it's kind of gone down in legend for Chelsea supporters for various reasons. I mean, just to give people who might not know what happened, we were 3-0 down at half-time, getting absolutely humped. Uh, and then at half-time, John Neal brings you on. You're replaced by Colin Lee. Uh, why don't we pick it up from there and then go back to the beginning? So you're on at half-time. I'm replaced by Colin Lee. Or did no, no, I, I mean, I mean, I mean you, you replaced Colin Lee. Thank <laughs> you. you. Go, thank I you. know, get my teeth in. That's right. right. All right. Um, for me, um, an emotional day. And when I say that, because um, I was meeting my old man mm. um, from when he left me. Because um, he, he left, left when you were one, didn't he? When I was one. Yeah. So, obviously, now being in touch with a guy and he was living in Sheffield, that I asked him, would you like to come? And more or less, he was giving him an invite. And he said yes. So, that in itself was a bit... I was a bit conscious about that because that was a meeting, you know what I mean, actually seeing him. So I didn't know how we'd respond. But then I had to be concentrating on the game. Um, Sheffield Wednesday were obviously um, one of the best best sides. They were a decent side, though, weren't they? Decent side, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, did they, do you us. remember who they had playing for them? Oh. I mean, well, we, all, we, we, all, we all remember Mel Sterling, we obviously. We Mel Sterling. Who did they have um, at the, in the middle, um, who was represented for the FA? Mel, Mel not... Marwood, 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 Brian Marwood, Brian yeah. Marwood, um, Blair. I think they had a Blair, isn't it? Andy Blair. Yeah, I remember Phil. Well. Um, oh God. How Bell Wilkinson was, was the manager, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. I just saw him yesterday um, yeah. on the TV. It's funny. No, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think the old Leeds team. Remember That's he right. Was the That's manager right. There. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, to see him saying that, he, that reminded me straight back. I mean, Patesy, it was. I'm um, looking at him. Remind us straight back when he was the manager mm. that chef for Wednesday. But yeah, going back to that game, it was a case of um, rooming up, I think me and Keith Jones. And I remember we had a light training um, on the day and then had something to eat lunch. And it was that the rest was just having a rest, well, in the hotel until the game, to the time for the game. So um, with that, I felt heavy after having that lunch. I don't know what it was I ate, but I felt heavy and I was saying, boy, I'm, I'm glad if I am sub because I don't think I can start with this. So what, what happened to the chicken and beans? Well, you've given a lunch now, so you're obviously thinking that hours ahead. Right. Don't get me wrong, because it's 7 o'clock, we're talking a kick-off, wasn't yeah, it? Something. Yeah, of course. So lunch was like 12, so you know what I mean? But trust me, it was... I felt heavy still. By the time we got up about 4.30 and make our way down, I still felt heavy. So I, I can't remember why it, but um, I was kind of glad yet of starting off a sub. But um, What did you think when we were getting... I mean, you know, just to remind people, Mick Lyons scored on nine minutes. Lee Chapman, of course, Chapman he was, was playing, there, yeah. yeah. He scored on 22, and Brian Marwood uh, put him 3-0 up on 45 minutes. Not bad goal, neither. Yeah. Eat that, look at 30 yards. But... um. To me, looking at that, obviously, just thought, nah, 3-0 away, <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday, nah, that's 3-0, we're out of this competition. That's all I saw. Yeah, yeah. Sitting down in the dugout, 
um, receiving sweets from one of the Sheffield Wednesday family, a young woman, <laughs> and telling me, don't, look, don't, don't be bothered, don't be, you'll be all right. They'll be next time, they'll be next time. <laughs> and, you know, me and Keith looking at it and thinking, yeah, we're gone, we're finished here. Um, that nobody, nobody would have thought, nobody would have disguised that, what would have happened in the second half. Um, as you said, we changed. I came off. What did, what did John Neal say at half time in the half time talk? It. He just said, I'm going to bring you on, Paul. Lee, I think you've got an injury. You're on left, and that was it. No instructions. There was no instruction. Not a play. What was the mood of the team at half time? You know what? They were just, we were still the same. I don't know what it was. Nobody said about or was slump or glum because mm. we were 3 0 down. We were still the same. And I think automatically, um, with me now starting a kick, second half, and it was just instinct of following that ball. And that ball came over, lobbed from, when I say lobbed, from Joe Jones. And I thought, is it carry that head at first, then speedy? Mm. I just continued to follow where that ball was going. And I got in front of Jay, you saw called it, is it, was it Evans? Was it the boy at the back? Who was the boy you just mentioned? He Sterling. First, no, not Sterling. Sent off. He scored the first goal. Oh, for but, oh, oh, yeah, Mick Lyons. Mick Lyons. I got in front of him. Yeah, yeah. And I hit it first time. Left went to the right hand, uh, yeah, side of the keeper, and that was eleven seconds. And after that, we were just, you know what? Get that ball. Let's go. Um, unbelievably, the way we were playing, every attack we could have scored. Yeah. And it was, I think, the next came from Mickey Thomas. Or was it no, Kerry, Kerry got was the Kerry next. Got, yeah, Kerry got so the next. You, you scored after 11 seconds, then Kerry got one on 64 minutes. Oh, so look how long that was. Then then Mickey Thomas got the third. He did. And the boy, because don't get me wrong, I, uh, with Pat, Pat had an influence in that game. He played Pat well, didn't he? Picked out that ball from his own half and dribbled it. And I know Pat was putting it, and I went to the right-hand side. Initially, that ball was meant for me. But Kerry come across... Mm. And when he come across, it was a case of, you know what, then I need to go across, which was towards the box, and more or less try to drag away the players. But it was for Kerry who dragged away the players, and there I was empty, and we started balling out for Kerry, because Kerry's a person in front of goal, Kerry don't like to pass. So um, you <laughs> no, can imagine really? how much I was, I was cussing, I was calling him all kind of names. And he, I don't know if you heard, but he, he passed this ball. And I was clear in front of this keeper and like, I put it through his legs and you can imagine how I felt because it was like, this this could be the winner point. Mm. I said, come on, man. We've just come back. And I put this thing, so I remember it distinctly because I put up this fist and it wasn't indicating anything mm. of a celebration that I was running. Now, usually you celebrate with your... Um, um, the one who... Um, Supplies you mm, mm. more or less if it's a goal, you know what I mean. The one that supplies you that, but Kerry Constable, and I avoided Kerry, and I mean, I did. He come up with an arm, and I avoided Kerry, went past him. <laughs> but initially, not to ignore him, it was to go straight to the dugout and look for that woman again with the sweet, sweet, yeah. And I said, Da, Jonah, where's she? Canada, when she scored that goal, she just went, mate. She wasn't <laughs> so she left? She left, literally. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like, everybody, I've noticed how they took this picture with me when I fist up in the mm. air, like, indicating it was like a power, uh, you know what I mean? It was like, 
Nah, that was like, my head was on like, kind of that couple of winner. Well, mate, we were three nil down. And, and you've just scored the fourth oh, to make it four three. I mean, the famous song, three nil down, four three out. We all know, we all know what, what came next. Yeah, <laughs> what, what come back? Don't get me wrong, but obviously, um, uh, it ended up four all and something that yeah, Mel Sterling came with penalty taken after it, Doug. Was it a pen? It, don't get me wrong, it was a penalty. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, Dougie's face he, though when he gave Dougie, it away. Dougie, he knew. Dougie didn't have to touch him. If he just kept his foot. Um, there was enough people that was covering yeah, at the back yeah. where Mel had to put it, we would have covered that. Yeah. Um, and he finished it, which, as Mel does, and um, for all. Um, I think I could have I've gone back and I could have, after extra time, I think it's really give me a ball, and I could have finished it. That would have been dynamic for yeah, me to finish yeah, that yeah. ball, that little hat trick in the second half. It would have been not well to you. Um, but it ended up for all. Um, What's a game? Yeah. yeah, it's a game now that oh my god, that's a comeback, great stuff. But my head was still now what turned to my old man. Yeah, so you know, you, you knew you'd invited him there, so yeah. you'd spoke to him before the game. Where, exactly. where was he? Where was he sitting? Well, I don't know where they sit him. Got a ticket, yeah. but where he was sitting? But, um, but he, you knew he was there. I knew he was there. Um, it was so a what happened? Now meeting him. What happened afterwards then? And in the lounge, obviously, mm. the players' lounge is that. Yeah, and it. It was a case of, um, you know, how am I going to recognise this guy? Wow. It's, it's like my cousin. Everybody kept staying because his name was Vernon. Mm. So everybody's telling me, Vernon boy, calling me Vernon mm. boy. Mm. Went, Who's Vernon? That's your dad. Mm. Why are you calling me Vernon boy? Because you look like your father. I said, all right. So I don't know mm. what he looks like. And I really thought, shit, how am I going to recognise this man? Um, which was really quite easy <laughs> because... He was the only black man in the <laughs> well, fucking lounge. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, yeah, come yeah. over. And you know what? Yeah. My head was like, God, do I be vexed? Do I be angry? Do I say, do I ask him this? And it was a case of starting off. What do you think of the game? All right. Yeah. Do you like good good win? Do you think we should have won? All right. I think my head is not going with this conversation. He said, do you fancy drink? All right. <laughs> We went to the bar, that was it. After the drinks went out, we was relaxed. Yeah. I just got to, you know what I mean, get to know him. Um, yeah. And from there, we, you know what I mean, we have a good relationship. To be honest, know who he has, to be honest. Um, that was the main thing. Mm. Um, it's funny how I talk about this because, and I know it's not too much to do with football, but I think I understand now what the relationship what I didn't have with my mum be as he left because I actually looked like him. Yeah. And so when she saw me every time, she was like, oh, Triggered her a bit. Yeah, she mm -hmm. was a bit really hard, diff, really hard on me. Mm. But um, you know what? Football's football. Um, that was a great time for me, obviously, being, you know what I mean, from that game. And it's now about being accepted. And that's what I felt after that, to be honest. That was the match. Because yeah. we've talked about this all interview, and I've been saying, yeah. well, when was it? When was it? When? And you say, no, no, it wasn't then, it wasn't then. Yeah. But that was the match where you think... Uh, I mean, not so much the players. I think no, we, we'd no. already established the players had accepted right. you, hadn't they? Yeah. But they, it was the supporters. It's yeah. the supporters. The supporters. And that, that was the, the moment. Coming, returning back home yeah. again. And if I rightly so, I'm just sure if we played Watford at home, was okay. Watford in the league at all? Bear with league? me. I have the great, you know, the great <laughs> technology of three you pieces got, of paper. You, paper. Me, you know, I'm going to give you this when we finish, don't, yeah, don't uh, I? Yeah, I yeah. certainly want to. Yeah, we, we, we have to. Me. Here we go. The next Did match. We? No, next match was, Oops. interestingly enough, 
the it? next match oh. was Leicester away. One no, all. We need to go home. What's the home next home? The game? next oh blimey, the next match was Millwall at home no. in the FA Cup. And we lost three no. two. Blimey, I no, forgot. No, it that. wouldn't have been that. I swear Lord, it weren't that one. Well there you go. Yeah, well, have a look. Go, go, go it's, further. It's down there, have a look. Because have it look. was like I went all right, Sheffield Wednesday, Chelsea at home. Chelsea Sheffield Wednesday replay, yeah. Chelsea Sunderland. Ipswich, no. No. What are you thinking of? There was a game. Oh, we'd be West Brom. Blimey. Oh, wait. What's that game? You know what? It could have been the Luton game. I'm watching the Luton game here. And I tackled... It's funny, I tackled this black... Hold on, here it was. Oh, no. You see what? No, it wasn't. I see the Watford game here, but we lost 3-1. But that was away. So when was... Didn't we, when did we play them at home then? It was before the Sheffield Winter game, wasn't it? What's that? It was a game we played. Yeah, and I remember... I tackled, and it was a fellow black uh, player... Do you remember who it was? I don't remember. When I thought all this time it was Luther, but Luther was at Watford mm, at that time. Mm, yeah, yeah. I anyway, I gave a tackle. I took man and ball right out tackle, and it was funny that the crowd, the shedding, and you know the shedding, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Started singing my name. Yeah. And you could hear it, and it was like, what? Well, that was the first time. First time I heard Cannaville, Cannaville. I was like, wow. Concentrate, concentrate, and it was funny because I went in, changed the room that half, and it was Patsy that mentioned this. Cannibal, man, did you hear your name? Did you hear your name? Yeah, yeah cheering for you, son. You're one of us. And like my reply was like, but, boy, I've always been one of you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But to hear that chair, mm, mm. you don't know, because every time they cheered anybody else, but to hear it, it meant a lot. Well, considering what had happened before. Right. And where me, you'd come from. So that was, yeah, uh, trust me, hearing that, it was like, wow. How good did it feel? It felt good, don't get me wrong. And, you know, that wasn't bitter, you know what I mean? But it was just the coming up from that game and, yeah, now playing at home and it's calling me, yeah, that felt, it felt really good. I mean, you see, I, I can't even begin to, I can't imagine, and we, we talked about this earlier in the interview, I cannot imagine, I'm a white bloke, I mm. can't imagine what it's like to be, racially abused by anybody let alone you know a lot of people at a football match so, but equally Paul I'm not a professional footballer I right. have no idea how good it must be to be playing in front of your own fans to hear yeah. wow. them all chanting your name away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in? order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? 
Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. You know what? I keep saying, I say to the kids, like, you say, God, what's the most enjoyment thing when you're playing football? And you think, you know what? Playing in front of 25,000 who were cheering their team and then scoring a goal, but even better, getting paid something you like <laughs> well there is that I'm Come lucky on, enough man. I can say that yeah but, but I don't I'm get paid very much doesn't for mean, but it still counts for I get that trust get me that. and I tell him that and it's, it's yeah. such a feeling yeah it really is I feel 10 foot tall you know what I mean don't get me wrong that's not the praise of like who you are the fame or something it really is mm. trust me them times for me as a black boy kid coming in training and being involved getting involved in that first team and playing that was all it was for me right I know we've talked about this before. I can't remember. You know what? I can't remember what your answer was, so I'm going to ask you again. See, my presumption, right, is that that Sheffield Wednesday 4-4, that was the high point of your career at Chelsea. That was your best match. I I think definitely. Because I'm sure you said it wasn't last time. I don't know. Well, maybe you said it wasn't the best you'd played. No. But it was the best match. No, yeah, because how how would you say it was the best game? Because that's funny when you say the best game. You've come on second half. Mm. And you've scored two goals. Mm. But that and changed the game. That's it. But is that the best you've played? Maybe when not. I've yeah. scored a hat-trick. The hat-trick against Swansea. That was it. And I mean, I'm sure there was a game I played when we played Liverpool, but we lost. I like, came on mm. um, for the injured Kerry. Yeah. 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 And I think yeah. it was a cup game as well. And that was a game I played yeah. really well. Yeah. But like, yeah. So when people are, I'm kind of questioning it, thinking, all right, yes, change it. Yes, scored two goals. It wasn't my best, but... Like the performance, whatever. Um, but yeah, that signified, I mean, a, a change for me as well as being, and I mean, supported, supported and accepted, obviously, by the Chelsea fans. Yeah, so, massive. Yeah, Matt, but it was big for me. All right. And, and I mean, just to kind of, you know, put a line under that, really. I mean, I, we were talking earlier and we were saying, you know, I thought that that was the you know that was your best season. I felt you know yeah. you're playing in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You played 35 games that season. You didn't wow. score as many goals as you had done the season before, mm. but you're playing at a higher level. Right. You remember we were talking about beating Liverpool and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. See, yeah. in, uh, we talked earlier, obviously, um, on the radio, Love Sport, and it, like you brought it up, game, and I said, "What well, we played Liverpool, and we won." Yeah, yeah. I can't remember that game. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's like that's what I said. I wish those games were televised. I'd really be sitting over all of those 
Yeah. Oh, right. And I mean, it's mad what you can find on covered. YouTube, mate. Oh, mate, I swear, Lord, I'll tell you, when you, people's mention games to me, and I went, did I play that Arsenal yeah. game? I yeah. Yeah. Did I play that Man U? Yeah. And these, to me, were big clubs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they big were. clubs. Yeah, yeah. So I was involved. In, when I say I was shocked, because obviously, you know how it was, um, being picked, and we had some talent. We had Nicky Thomas, obviously, the game, and Bunners, Joey, Pat, Kerry. We had players. So for me to be involved is like, oh, who who was subbed in? I had to look at it and think, well, who was subbed in? Mm, mm. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'd really like to see that list of games. Well, yeah, I, I, will give, I will give this list that I've, yeah. I've uh, nicked off a, a wonderful website which lists every mm. uh, Chelsea game. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, which is appalling, but there we go. Um, right, so end of that season. I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea finished six at the end of that season. Mm. Um which is, you know, considering we've been in the second division the season before was quite something. Right. Uh, and then the architect of Chelsea's kind of rise back to the top of the game, in a mm. sense, of course, is John Neal, right. who has health issues, and he, he stands aside. Mm. He kind of gets booted I mean, upstairs, doesn't he, at the end well, of the season? you know what, because nobody knew, to be honest. No. I didn't even know that he was ill. Yeah. And obviously that when you saw John Hollins take over, you thought, oh, hold on, what's, what's going on? Mm. And then you hear to say, well, he's not been feeling too well. Don't worry, John's taking over. So you're feeling that, well, obviously, he's taking John Neal's instructions. Mm. Um, I think that band where... Um, Holland, I think it was, was it the next falling season. I think Holland really started to take the whole of the rails now. Um, and that more or less position now was for him that he brought in, well, his so-called assistant, which was... Um, Ernie Wally. Ernie Wally. <laughs> oh, mate. This, no disrespect, but the surname's disrespect. It was him. And try, I, I don't know. I didn't have any respect for him, to be honest, as a, a coach. And uh, we didn't hear it off. So, um, with that, I mean, I remember pre-season, we was in Battersea Park, I think. And What were you doing there? Yeah, we doing training. Training, it's pre-season, trust me. And this boy's coming out there, yep. And we're not going to be nothing with the balls. I went, why, the, why carry the balls with us? And it, it was a case of running around like we had the ball, mm. dribbling. Mm. Everybody was kissing, where is this guy come from? No word of a lie. Mm. It was piggyback ones. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kind of going back a bit. Oh, this guy, no, two army um veteran or something mate I tell you because he was always shouting it's like oh no 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 yeah I didn't take to to, to the guy at all to well, you honest. weren't alone in that as far as I'm aware yeah. I mean this this of course you know it ended up being your last season for Chelsea it's really that is yeah, yeah because I remember that and I will remember that because what year was that 84, well, well, this, is the, this is the 85 84 85 yeah. 86 season you basically yeah. had a total of 19 appearances and one goal but one of the things I've, I've often wondered about this because you know I, I, I've read it somewhere but John Hollins brought in Jerry Murphy didn't he from Crystal Palace oh, to play mate. on the left side which is kind of where you were playing no yeah you know I'm sorry to cut you there because I no, was no, so you go upset ahead. yeah and I, I thought players can tell and tell it straight and I wouldn't say I can tell it straight if that if you say that Jerry Murphy was better than me in what I could have done on the pitch, then I'm sorry, I disagree. Because mm -hmm. I thought, don't get me wrong, 
we've known Jerry Murphy, we knew him from Crystal Palace days. Mm. And he had a sweet left foot, mm. but that was all he had. Mm. That was all he had. Um, he wasn't a person to drop back. Yeah, he wasn't a person, sorry, um, to to defend. He wasn't a person to be running down the line and so forth. Yes, a free kick, that was it for me. And I was disappointed of being dropped for him. Now, Mickey had gone by now, hadn't he? I think so. Oh, he was still around, was but he? I think he had an injury or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, that weren't the influence of John Holland. That was the influence of Ernie Wally, because he had, the, I think, a connection with um, Crystal Palace at the time that he brought him along. Right. What, or they just got him along, so. Uh, was there also um, an issue, Paul, with his contract? Not too sure. I mean, I the, the way I that. read it was that, you know, you, were, you, were, you also had the hump because uh, he had a better contract than you. Nah. No, I that's all a load of rubbish. That. Nah, yeah. that's a load of I didn't know about anybody contract. Just all. simply, you thought I you were better than thought, him. Yeah, most definitely. I did a lot. And more. if you look at the season before, you had more than proved that. You know, so you'd had your best really season hard. for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. That, it, but don't get me wrong, I wouldn't, didn't leave for that or... That wasn't my yeah. Well, there was it was a it was a difficult season, wasn't it? it was you, a you had a lot you had a lot of injuries too. So you, I mean, I did. I, I, I've just read out. You I only, missed out. Yeah. On the, um, was it the cup at Wembley? With well, I, I can have a look, but I mean, I you know, I, I've just said it makes sounds awful, doesn't it? We only played nineteen times, mm. but it wasn't because of Jerry Murphy. It's because no, you, you, had, you had a lot of injuries. Yeah. I mean, you basically played. Uh, you didn't play in August. Uh, but you played uh, one, two, three, four, five, five games in September, mm. a couple of games in October, a couple of games in November. So it's it's fits and starts, right. isn't it? Fits and starts. Um, and then you didn't play any any games in February. Wow. So I would I wonder if you were injured around then. Mm. Um, and then let me go on. Well, I mean, this of course was the. I mean, because in spite of John Hollins taking over from John Neal, we did very well that season up until Easter. Mm. We were second, only a couple of points. I think I think it was uh, United we were behind. But it all went absolutely pear-shaped that Easter because we lost 6-0 away to QPR. Wow. And we lost 4-0, uh, I think, at home to West Ham. We, and that basically blew it, and then we ended up finishing sixth again. Um, you played in the QPR match. You not remember that? That, would've, that might have been on the funny pitch, actually. You remember that? Was it in the red shirt? Oh, mate, I can't remember. Terrible God, things like that. What, what's the score? Uh, 6-0. They won 6-0. No, sir. You don't, don't you, think I'll remember that Match one. lost sub on. You no. came on as a sub. Did I come as a sub? black and white. I I've got the evidence. I couldn't score. do nothing then if you lost 6 <laughs> I come on to change games, man. Not that. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Look, that's it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, because you, if you're saying that was more or less the last of the games. And yeah, I, I think, mean, you, you I think right at that time, if I remember distinctly that I was having a kind of Battle with um, Ernie Wally. Yeah. To be honest, didn't like what didn't he was like telling him. So, with that, I'd probably been left out if he was always injured. Stop so. and starts, yeah. few injuries. That's, yeah. I think they were niggly injuries. Eddie Mur- you know? Yeah, if yeah. Eddie Murphy. I mean, Jerry Murphy, he was obviously preferred. Yeah. Um, I kind of I stood up for myself at that time, if I remember. Mm. Um, and probably not a good time with the way I've had the attitude, but I was, I've. But you would, have, you would have been pissed off, mate. I was a bit. I was. Because I thought that like, this guy, come on, man, don't get him wrong with the left foot, but that's all he's got. Mm. If you're talking about all round, I can do just as that and more. And so why am I being left out? Mm. So, yeah, I was getting upset. Is this around Actually, the issue? Because it's quite well known, isn't it, that you also had a, a pretty nasty spat 
with one we won't mention who it is. We yeah, never have. But that, seen, and it was right at that same time. It was the same time. So do you remember when that was? Bob, I, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was so this was, was this pre-season? Then? That was pre-season. So this that is pre that happened. season. Hell's teeth. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, so that had been festering along. And me was right at it again. Because I remember distinctly it was like an incident at training. Yeah. It was cold. Now a period where it's cold, you're all around mm. and you're talking. And you're talking and some of us got our hands in our pockets. Mm. And particularly Keith Jones had his hand in his pocket. And early Wally laid right into him. I said, what are you fucking doing mm, mm, your pocket? You're professional. Mm. Everybody kind of turned around to look at Jonah mm, mm. and put him... Hold on. It wasn't Jonah the only one who had his hand yeah, in the pocket. Yeah. But he picked said, on him. picked on him. So, what did I do? Mm. I mimicked him. Oi, what you got your hands in your pocket for? Well, he didn't like that, did he? No. So, Kenneth, can I have a word, did you? And now, in this training, man, it was Aberystwyth. They had the... Um, these toilets, yeah, um, or little changing rooms, like cabins, yeah. Can we have a word? And he took me right in. I went, now, everybody's known, you heard he was back in the army, so mm. it's like his background. I'm thinking, bloody, oh, what's going mm. on there? Mm. Now? And he took me in there, and sort of no word of lie, he's checked every toilet like that. I went, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> oh, am I ready for this? He said, um, do we have a problem? I said, no, why did you say that? Well, why do you think you can take the piss on said, Let me tell you something, yeah? Mm. What you did this morning with Jonah, yeah? Shouting him, picking him out, making him with it, was disgusting. He wasn't the only boy that had his, thing, his hands in his pocket. Mm. But you picked on him and made him like, oh, I didn't know that. What do you mean you didn't know that? Everybody looked at you, yeah? It wasn't me, just me. So, yeah, I did take the ring. Oh, oh, I'm sorry that you feel like that. Yeah, you should do. But from then, we had it off. So, yeah. um come out I was but yeah I was at I think for me it wasn't the right attitude to take mm. if there was something mm. that you was upset then you had to go in the office and talk yeah. to the manager but I just took it yeah didn't give a care and I the careish attitude and you don't you can't do that possibly a little bit of anger and frustration about what was going I, on I tell any youngster you can't do that no. if you go in you go in and talk with the boss yeah. yourself see what you can you know if relate see what you can sort out and go through that. That's a professional way. Did you have a fight that season with one of the players, though? That's, I that's did the story, come out um, that same time. Was, that it, was this pre-season as this well? Was same pre-season. I, I thought it was during the no, season. No, it's pre-season. Mm. Um, that obviously when we trained, yeah, that we had a curfew. Mm. That curfew was yeah, you can go out, but you're back at nine. Mm. Well, I used to be always with the youngsters talking with them. You know what I mean? Letting them know, don't get me wrong, keep your head up you'll take your chance. And we was there and we heard this rollicking outside the window. And so we looked at the window and it was early Wally giving a right bollocking to um, three players, um, first team players. And then we thought, oh, they're getting them right telling off, you know what I mean? So I've opened the window and said, boy, you got right telling off there, didn't you? And that one individual, what we won't name, he says, shut up, you nigger. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I know you're drunk. Go and sleep that off. Get that, you nigger. Shut up. That was the second time. I said, no, seriously. Now, I'm looking at the other two because they know. Hold on, why aren't you stopping him? Mm. What's, what's going on? 
And then he said again, you shut up, you niggard. I said, you know what? Stop there. I'll come down. So I remember Jonah and Dubbers and the mission Kenneth, please don't go there. Please don't do it. I said, nah, mate, enough is enough. Mm. Uh, I went downstairs and I said to him, say it again. He said, you need, and I hit him, bam. And I hit him and he was knocked out. But I thought, you know what? He's going to wake up in the morning and realise what he done, the reason why he got that. He said, either we're going to talk with the manager or something. Mm. It was the Friday, the mm. next day, which was the last day that we was collecting our breakfast to be driven back to London. So um, I was at the canteen with me tray and Johnny was next to me and Johnny stripped to me and he said, Candice, guess what? I said, yeah, what? He's coming. Well, again, yeah, don't run about it. I'll knock him out again with that. But no, he's got a golf club. What? So I said, look, just just tell me when he's there. Just tell me when he's there. And um, he, he just indicated and I turned around and he was coming down with a golf club at me that I blocked it. It wasn't Craig Bellamy before anybody else. Nah, it wasn't. We know he likes a golf club. Yeah, I'll go over. But yeah, he, I had him again. I twisted up and I had him again. I'm about to knock him out, but only while he's taking my right arm and he's put me in half, Nelson. Yeah. I was fucking furious. Yeah. I was, they, they never heard me in that anger before. Yeah. I think understandably thing. so. Well. And but I, some would argue the right response, to be honest. Well, well, many times I don't give him Sometimes you have to stand up for yourself. And he did. He had a mouth on him when he, you know, I mean, that's it when he had a few. Um, but at this time, mm. I weren't taking that. And I was driven by our, our faithful, our loyal Norman Medhurst, our physio of all. He was you loved him? Love, oh, what a lovely He's man. Well, well, very popular man. No, he was a lovely man. Yeah, yeah. Norman would help anybody. Um, and he drove me back. I'm not thinking nothing. Mm. He drove me back. I'm thinking, all right, he's separating the two of us. He was back in the coach. But that same person, we're not mentioning, he went and got a brick and had it in his bag waiting for me to the coach. But I said, no, no problem. I was driven thinking, you know what, let's chill for that weekend. Obviously got to go in there Monday, see the manager and talk this out. Well, next thing I just got the phone call mm. early in the morning and it was the governor at that time, and that was John Hollins. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay, um, can you not turn up at the bridge and not turn up to the training ground? I thought, okay. Now, you got to imagine, I'm, I'm 24 years old, mm. so I'm not thinking too much of it. All right, they've got a reason, cool. But that was it. But then I got the phone call from Ian McNeil, about half an hour later. Kenneth, do you fancy going down to Millwall? So they wanted you out? They bombed me out. I've been bombed out. Now you gotta understand this, right? Every first team player that heard and knew what happened, mm. said, well, that boy's gone. Nobody can racially abuse his teammate. So he saying, should have been yeah, on his way out. Everybody thought that mm. was what he is. Mm. I didn't even get to say bye. Wow. Because just for this, I mean, you know, not that I'm trying to mitigate this in any way, mm. shape or form, because it's, it's outrageous and unforgivable. But we're talking about football here, which is, mm. a, as you know, I don't need to tell you, you spent your life in football. It's messed up. Mm. So in other words, 
I mean, we've seen this in the modern, not not exactly the, the circumstances you're talking about, but clubs look at their players like assets, don't they? They do. And I, you know, if the player that we're talking about was more important to the manager than you were in terms yeah. of performance on the pitch, yeah. it, for them, it's a simple decision, isn't it? it? There was. are there are no ethics or morals involved in that decision at that. all, are there? Knew that. But it's shit. Of course. Don't get me wrong. That was so obvious. And that was your Chelsea career we're that talking was, about. Yeah, that was... It was like, you know what? I can't believe that. And I was so embarrassed, I couldn't even tell. And I didn't even... I didn't put it on me either. Mm. I didn't report no reporters. I no. didn't phone. No. I just wanted to play football right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that's what you're saying to me as a club, Chelsea, you picked this individual because he's talented. Of course, he was important. But for what he did, you chose him. Yeah. You didn't discipline... You didn't talk to me. You just said, you know what? Let me put this around another way, Paul. I think many people who are listening to this, I mean, I, I get the injustice of it, is that he was the one in the wrong. He should have gone. But I, I could put that around the other way and said, I don't think I would want to be playing for a club if they were prepared to have somebody like that in the team. I, I would want to go, actually. Right. Do you know what I mean? Hear that. But that wasn't my fault. No. no that I was get my that. thinking. That was my thinking, prepared to say, mm. you know what, let's talk on Monday. Mm. Sort it out. Yeah, you sort it out. Because mm. we are a good team. Yeah. Yes, you are a good player. So you reckon you could have, you, you could all have come that. back from I that? I could have said to that. You could have all come back Definitely. From that. Yeah. That's pretty big of you, mate. But you've got to be understanding that, man. I, you heard, and I'd hate to say about this person, but I, he'd done this more than once. Mm. And not just with a white player, with a black player. Mm. Mm. Yeah. His father's even known to that mm. stinks. So, you know, I mean, we can go beyond that, but I'm not going to say that at the moment because I've just, um, I've got no time for him. I've given him a chance. Okay. I've given him the chance. Yeah. A man even asked me, would I do a Q&A with him? Really? Phone me up. I said, yeah, I think forgotten. That's forgotten, that incident. Mm. Mm. To come back and tell me, oh, no, he won't do it with you. Mm. So he's still harboring that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for how long? Blimey. I mean, so we're talking... One, exactly. Four, four, 30, 40 years? I don't years? want him... So 35 me, years. I ain't got no respect yeah. for you. Yeah. I'll tell you that. If you're listening out there, trust me, I've got no respect for you at all. Yeah. Um, now, I, 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 this is this is not my question list, actually, but I seem to recall this. There was a more humorous uh, scrap at the club, wasn't there? Was, uh, uh, was it you and you and Kerry and, uh, to do with the bath? Oh, no, Kerry. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I know, a, I know this is in the that book. That was the, so, se- the yeah. season when the new boys come in. Yeah, yeah. Kerry just come up from Reading, um, which I obviously went from yeah, yeah, yeah. to Reading Football Club. And yeah, I mean, I've, I can understand the lovely community um, they are. But like, we thought, it, we heard about this boy, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, thought, yeah, he scores goals. And we thought, coming to training... He didn't show anything like that. Yeah. He was or, a poor trainer. But oh, yeah. the man didn't run, didn't yeah. do... I'm like, what is this all about? Yeah. But trust me, like, when we heard the whistle for the end of that, this boy was gone. Yeah. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, we all rushed because what it was, simple thing, not simple, there was only nine baths. Mm. Now, obviously, everybody wanted a bath after you fully trained, oh, yeah. but um, mm. instead of preferring a, cha- a shower. But, um... I did the same, I rushed off and ran my bath. I ran my bath, went in my room for my toiletry, bam, I come back, come back and, and carry standing in my bath. <laughs> now, it's logic, I don't care. 
anywhere who's in the bath, if you've seen a bath running, you know somebody's run the bath. You do. And not so really why for would you, you not, not necessarily go? for you. No, but come on. <laughs> so I'm seeing the bath, I said, come on, okay, um, what are you doing? See that? On the bath, what do you mean your bath? But you know you saw it running. Yeah, but you didn't have no name on it. Who puts the name on the bath? <laughs> so, so yeah well you know what I mean so what he said what do you mean so what so now nah, well, I stepped in and he's like well, what do you think you're doing <laughs> well we'll have a bath mate so we're there two naked boys in a bath right now, and we said yeah, come on get out now you get out now you get now you get out it got louder and he caught me a little punch and there we was rapping in the bath bam, 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 bam. and trust me I weren't going to about take because now you can understand that I've got an attitude, yeah, not yeah. just with him, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just about to take a towel rack, but I'm telling you, it's a towel <laughs> rack, one of them wooden ones. And I'm going to, and that's when Mickey Droy, oh, Mickey just says, Oi, what's going on? I said, Is it my bath? And I was like, You know what? Witnessing the governor, it was so silly. I'm, I'm, I was really, my head was going like, Yeah. I'm not passing to this boy. I'm not passing him at all. He ain't scoring goals from me. <laughs> How could I say that? You know what I mean? The guy was a top goal scorer. Like, but we sorted out man to man. And that's what should have been done. Yeah. We sorted that out man to man. You get on with Kerry, it. don't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I've, Kerry's seen, a lad. I've, I've seen you. I mean, I'm a good mate of Kerry's now, which, which I have to pinch myself to say. <laughs> like, I do, you know, being a good mate of yours. But yeah. I've seen you together at the no, Kerry's Copthorne. You've got to understand him. You've got to know him. You know what I mean? Not many people didn't know they think he's boyish and think he's like too full of himself, but he's a very he's humble a boy. bloke. Trust me, a boy I would carry around because, like we said earlier, he's like an encyclopedia, bro. Yeah, yes, he can talk yes, games yes. that even if he wasn't involved, yeah. he can talk it. And yesterday he'd done the prime example yeah. of this incident, and, like, and right away I just went with me and you, just we said it. Yeah, there, there you go. We talk again. Yeah. So, yeah, we got on after that. That was managing, you know what I mean? Look at where we ended he up. He even passed to you, mate. He but, never passed to anybody. Well, <laughs> he's a boy, he's a boy. He's For a that boy. goal against Wednesday. Anyway, boy. moral of the story is don't step in Canners' bar. Oh, man. There I'm you go. We're good. All right. Now, look, that season, as we said, it comes to a close. Your last match... Uh, for Chelsea is on the end of that season, the 5th of May, 1986. Mm. We got humped by Watford 5-1. I suspect that that was a Watford... Uh, I mean, that was the great Watford side, wasn't yeah, it? Wasn't the, it? The great Graham Taylor side. Luther. Uh, let me there? find out who scored. I don't... You know what? I, oh, I do know who scored. Here we go. Brian Talbot scored two. Wow. I forgot Did that he, he not... played for them. Hold on, yeah, because he went then yeah. on to Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah, David Bardsley. Wow. David Bardsley scored two and Colin West scored one. So, actually, wow. none of the ones that I expected to score. Did score. Um, and uh, the last Chelsea team you played for, Les Fridge uh, in goal. Uh, you, Gordon Jury, Keith Jones, Keith McCa- Kevin McAllister, Joe McLaughlin, John McNaught, John Miller. There's a name from the past. John Miller. Yeah, Doug oh, Rugby, Spackers, Nigel Spackman, David Speedy, and Darren Wood, the legend that is Darren Wood. Oh, there leave me out. We really had a... <laughs> no, that was a team. I would have said that was a team. Well, no, I, I'm not going to pass judgment on it. Anyway, look, you end up going... I mean, I know that... Um, uh, Brentford were in for you apparently but you ended up yes. at, up at Reading why Reading? Yes um, I went to Brentford and went trials because they found me Frank McClintock was the manager was he really? Yeah. at Brentford I remember they had the big boy Dave Evans at the back there centre half they had um, Roger Joseph which was the brother to Francis Joseph who was at Hindon and at Reading as well but um, well 
So I was on the pitch training and so forth and being on the wing and they was having this system where they were trying to get the defender to show me to go central. <clears throat> so in other words, to tighten me out. And, but I kept dropping the shoulder and then up and wide and left and went past. And he stopped it. See, that's what we're talking about. Good players. Yeah, good players can show you that. And I was felt so sorry for Roger because <laughs> he was having a go at him. And every time Roger tried to shut me down, I showed him and he tried to win it out. So 2-2, two, two, um, that was it. Training was done. And he said, look, come upstairs to have a word. And um, I was there. And this is where I thought, Gordon Bennett, what's he going to ask me? He said, look, we want to sign you. What do you want? And I've never done that before. Mm. I ain't got an agent. I've never negotiated. Um, and what do I ask for? Mm. Um, and I've gone out and said, look, I want this signing from fee. I want this amount every week. And I want a sponsored car. Simple with that, because I think, yeah, I'll live at home, I'll get the car, be in there. And he said, um, all right, let me go to the gym, come. I mean, he's come back. He said, all right, we give you that sign-on fee. You can get that every week. We won't give you a car, we won't go, but we give you an apartment. Apartment, a newly furnished apartment that in, they build up right Brentford. outside of the ground. Brentford, yeah. I went, Oh, that's even better. I definitely won't be late. Mm. <laughs> Can rent out the house. I said, yeah, that sounds all right. I'll have that. Okay, well, I'll go back to him and sort him out. Da, da, da. Then the phone rang. And it was Ian Bradford with Reading. Mm. He said, where are you? I said, oh, I'm just about to sign for Brentford. He said, don't sign anything. Yeah, but he's already now. He's going to see the... Don't matter. Do not sign anything. Hold it there. I'm coming for you. Mm. What do you mean you're coming for me? Just don't sign them. But um, before about seven minutes, this boy was here. I'm outside, come out. I said, what? I've gone downstairs. Come on, get in. I thought, wow. You know what I mean? I don't like to upset anybody. Mm. But he's told me, and he took me home. And I stayed over at his house that night, that evening, should I say. Um, lovely house. So what was weird, and I'd say the truth, it was that I... Got up after a lovely thing this bed. I thought, I got up and I opened the door, and two girls, the white girl, was there and they looked at me and started screaming. Seriously? I swear to God, I was like this. I, went, I didn't know what to do. I said, Look, I put my hands up. I haven't troubled them. I haven't done anything. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, please, I, seriously, I haven't. And man, I just saw it. No, Paul, don't worry. No, no, no. Um, they've not seen a black boy. And I asked the talk. I went, What? My admin. Doing here, that was the first thing. Yeah, there, that was yeah, his daughter, yeah. and I'm like, what? Now, I didn't. Mean, I was like, I was amazed with that. I was like, oh my god, what am I doing, Paul? Where am I going? My winter training, Elm Park. It wasn't the old Majestic. This is yeah, the Elm yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember it well. Wrong, the old, uh, that was a stadium. So I was in there, same certain circle, and I was giving them all nuts. I was dodging them, bam, bam, bam. And same again. Come in, sit there. We're interested. What do you want? I said the same thing. Mm. I said, look, this is what I want. Bam, bam, bam. And he went away, come out, look, you can get that, that, but you won't, you can give your sponsor car, but it'll have your name on it. And I said, my name on the car? I live in London, mate. That car won't last. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad? 
You said that, like, and it was a rental. I'll tell you, like, it was a rental. Rip Speed it was from Rip yeah, Speed, yeah, sponsored yeah. with Paul Canville. I was like, really? No way could I be driving that. No up way. There. Not in London. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's haters and there's haters. Yeah, please. Yeah. He said, well, that's the best. I said, no, no, no. He said, I ain't getting that. I'll tell you what, put another five on it. I'll get my own car. And that's what you had to do. There you go. And I went, you know what? I had to look at it. Really, got promotion. The second division instead of the third. I would have played anywhere. But the man said to me after I signed, he said, you know what, Paul, be honest, you're just an investment. We're sending you on. You're over here for you. Trust me, you're an investment. And I thought, wow. You know what I mean? He told me straight. Ian, Bradford. Oh, yeah, that was it. But we started off so well. We, oh, mate, come on, man. We had Terry Herlock. And I was introduced. You played with Terry Herlock? Herlock. I didn't realise yes. that. Yes. I met the, allegedly him. the hardest man in football. I had been Is he? I would say and put my hand up and say, yes. Wow. Forget Graham Sooner, forget um, the boy that was at, um, there's another boy at Liverpool that was holding, quite a couple of boys. Nah, not as hard as Terry Herlock. Perry Groves, who I know pretty well, he always says to me, Terry Herlock's the hardest player he ever played against. Trust me when I say to you. Mm. I've got to welcome. I was there that same day. Mm. Mm. I was getting the ball because I was doing everybody, every, the touches I was on. I received the ball, next thing you know, Bam! Bam! Hit me, yeah. and I was in the air. So I'm thinking, are we not teammates? He's doing that. What's going on? I'm like, oh, Kenneth, mate, meet Terry a lot. Nah, the name, is <laughs> reputation exactly. about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Terry a lot? Yeah. Nice to meet you, Terry. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking his hand, bruv. I'm not playing with the bruv. I was glad he's on my yeah, side. But and trust me. What a valuable player for us. We had Trevor Senior. Mm. You know what Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. don't get me wrong. If Trevor, honestly, and I can say, he didn't have the touch in him, but I'll tell you what, you could put your money on that boy. He could score goals from anywhere. He, with his head or his foot. Mm. Um, yeah, Martin Jilkson was coming yeah. on as well. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I was probably in his position, but me and him, we got on so He's well. a good player, wasn't he? Steve Richardson. Yeah. We had a, a fair good team. Well, we were doing well. Talking about uh, Reading, I mean, I didn't, I forgot this completely. I've, mm. got such a, I've just got such a terrible memory, as you well know. But you had one last hurrah at Stamford yeah. Bridge, didn't you? And this was on the yeah. 7th of October, 1987. Oh, wow. Reading, yeah. Reading, Reading play Chelsea. in back a, for an injury, yeah. Yeah, it's a two-legged affair. Emotional uh, In the Little, little, wo- little Woods Cup. Um, the Chelsea team, I'll read out. It's uh, Eddie Nijvecki, Steve yes, Clark, yeah. Tony Dorigo. Was he? Yeah, Michael Bodley, uh, or Bodley. Yeah, uh, Bodley. Jo- yeah, Joe Bodley. McLaughlin, Darren yeah. Woods, Pat Nevin, uh, Mickey Hazard, Kerry Dixon, Gordon Jury, uh, subbed by Kevin Wilson, and Clive Wilson, subbed by Clive. John Cody. Yeah. Clive was there too? Yeah, John Hollins oh. is still the manager. Oh, my God. Uh, so yeah. there you go. So why did that feel going back to Stamford Bridge? It was emotional for me that, mm. that Chelsea came and we got Chelsea in the little what cup was that? Little Woods Cup Little Woods Cup and that was like oh my god man please I need to be involved and it was like oh, first half I don't think the first game I was at all I think you came on as a sub did I? in this game yeah the, I don't know in the second game I thought I came on a sub this I? is the second game yeah, yeah. the second game was most yeah. I think what was the score at that time? Well, I I'm not winning. sure. I think it. I think it or was three two. It was two. from the game before we was winning aggregate or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think Reading had won three yeah. one. Yeah, and then then they scored two and they needed to score and I was yeah. like, come on, and just to keep yeah. minutes. It was, you know what I mean. But I think 
emotionally that was oh, so how did it feel coming back oh man good it was funny because it wasn't for chelsea mm. and it was written at stanford bridge and yeah. it was like how would i be received how were you received oh, Do you remember they they, they cheered yeah. yeah chelsea cheered and i i wasn't expecting that i really wasn't and i, I come on in there even to win like the whistle blew and i went oh my god we've been so it was emotional for two, you know what I mean? He's in Dungan one for Chelsea, but here, well, I'm at Reading, and probably my last game, to be honest. It might well have been, actually, because I know you got injured yeah. um, in November. Well, so, that was so... And this was the... After, wasn't it? 7th of October, so it would have been a few weeks after. But you did your cruise shit, didn't you? Yeah, and, I, yeah what, what, what? I mean, or did you? I mean... So what are you saying? Hang on, on a minute. Did no, I no, not no, no. get injured before? I, I, I'm, I got I'm, injured... I, you, you did your cruise shit the year September. before... Yeah. It was the same year I signed. This was the year September. later. So that was the yeah. year later. This was it a year a later. Year. I know yeah. I did. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, it I'm, might have been, that was, might have been the I'm last I'm reading game. it the wrong way. Yeah, because of course you did that against Sunderland. Right, With yes. Dave, Dave Swindlehurst, yeah. of course. That was on the 21st of yeah. October. So that was a whole year. And you were, you were ruled out for, hang on, let's work it out. So November, December, January, February, March, April, May, yeah. seven months. Yeah. So the rest of the season. So, the rest so this season. was the comeback. Yeah. But actually, in November, about a month after this yeah. match against Chelsea, you, it basically gave way yeah, again, yeah, apparently. Okay. Um, and that was it. I kept playing, and it kept swelling up. I mean, gigantically. I'm like a balloon. And then, to be told by the manager then, uh, Paul, going to be honest, we're not going to renew your contract. Mm. Mm. And from you know they're not going to renew. There's no way another club's going to no. renew because of the injury. So it was a case of... And you're what, 25? Yeah. 25. That was really the hard... It was hard, that yeah. was, isn't it? Yeah. To take and think, oh, God, do I retire? Do I retire? Or do I just wait? Load it out into the two years that I left. It didn't make sense sitting around. It prepared to give me, like, you know what I mean? So I, um, and I took it and, like, thought, you know what? Got to get on with life. You know what I mean? But for me, I think it was that... Because I mean, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to swerve what happened to you after this, mm. but I want to leave something for somebody to read in your fantastic uh, biography. Thank you. Yes, you know, I don't want to like tell yeah, them the whole story. Right. I will touch on it, but yeah. you know, because we know, I mean, you know, I've done interviews with you before, of course, and you know, your life spiraled out of control, frankly. Yeah. Um, do you think this is essentially what yes. what the trigger was? Yes. Yeah. If I'm going to be really honest, I, I think you couldn't like cope that. with being out of the game. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about what was it? Why did I go that way? Because I was in denial. In denial about what? That I didn't. I wasn't. People ask you, did I miss the game? And I was telling them, nah, I'm all right. Right. So you were saying you were was, fine, and yeah, yeah. but I you wasn't. were. Because I, I mean, totally. let's put this in the in context, right? Mm. You know, most people. I mean, okay, we know that footballers have a short career. If you're lucky, yep. you get to play to well, your mid-30s, maybe. Yeah. You've just started to get going. Yeah. And then it's been taken away That's from why. you. That's why. So not only is it taken away from you, Paul, which is bad enough in itself, but it's also a massive loss. It was. And I think the point, it's very interesting to me that you use the word denial, yeah. which is such a key part of loss. It was isn't a it? very big loss to know, as you just said, I was in my prime. Mm. And whether... I wasn't at Chelsea. I was at Reading. Trust me, clubs were looking on me. Yeah. 
because you were going to be sold on for an investment. So go. probably back up to the first division, I suspect. Well, rumours was that <coughs> Man United came for me wow. in that situation when I was at Chelsea, but you know that Chelsea yeah. was never going to send yeah. me on yeah. to them. Yeah. They're Archman enemies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, it was you look at that and thinking, man, I know I should have been in this game longer than what I was, and I couldn't understand why I was taken out of it. Mm. I couldn't understand this injury. I couldn't understand, well, why didn't they send me to a, another physio or, you know what I mean, a proper hospital and not mm. board, you know what I mean? I was thinking all things, you know what I mean, that really they, they could have looked after me a bit more mm. if they thought I was that important. But, um, yeah, as you said, after that, it did go spiral and I went. Well, it, it, so. it, you know, the, the, the one thing I've never spoken to you about, actually, I mean, I, I know about the fact that you got into the drug scene and, and yeah. got addicted to crack. I know that, unbelievably, you had cancer not once but twice. Three. Three, sorry. Uh, I never was good at maths, Paul. Uh, I didn't... I've never talked to you about the career that you had as a DJ and the whole acid oh, house and the rave scene. The raves. The rave went to an acid but it was rave. I can't believe we're I didn't meet you in one, of the, one so of the clubs, mate. We was, like... Even at football, I was just playing out. Yeah. It, you love your serious. music, don't you? And you always have. I was always serious in training, don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. When training was Monday to Friday, I was training. Yeah. After the game Saturday, yeah. that was serious. Yeah. But after that, it's made my hair down. And I love to rave on the music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even drugs, it was music. Yeah, yeah. So from there, I was buying music, buying music from Trevor Nelson. No way. To be honest, I'm telling you, I no used way. to knock his door at you 12 You still a mate of Trevor's now? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Knocking yeah. door at 12 at night. Looking for a record, paying 50 tops for the record, just one album, just for one song and an album, trust wow. me. So um, it was nice. Them raves, them back in the day, they were, they were parties, man. Trust mm. me, enjoyed music, dancing, you know what I mean, and meeting, you know I mean, different ladies and so forth. Yeah, yeah. That's how it was. But um, I enjoyed that so, but when it came down to Sunday, you rest, and when it, Monday back, seriousness, bam. But a lot of people who was in that scene, the right, didn't realise that I was really playing football. Right. Well, I was a professional. Right. right. And I kept that kind of quiet. Mm. I didn't know. I mean, certain people that knew who I was, mm. certain people didn't know. Mm. But they just recognised all on Port PC. That's what it was. The name was PC mm. of GQ. And the GQ. Was what I was your DJ name? What was your P- D- PC? PC. PC. DJ PC. It was just PC. Brilliant. You know what I mean? Paul Gannett's initial PC. And we have PC on the lad next. So go around, you know. Oh, yeah, you know. I remember it. Yeah. So then. GQ was taken from the GQ magazine. Yeah, I took yeah. that name. We give it to the boys, three of us, and it was it. Oh, we was live. Because it was a case of, here's this new sound coming out. And when we played music, man, we hit it. Mm-hmm. Like, from East London, then we was invited to West, to South. We was all over and that. Mm-hmm. The dances, like, when we played music, it was like, wow. Women was flocking, obviously, because we, you know, appearances, dressed down. We was there like Mr. Cool until our time came to play and we just gave it out mm. we kicked it but I love music it was that for me was a powerful instrument that whether I was sad whether I was vexed whether I used music mm. and um, play the part still play the part to now yeah. you, should, you know what you should do you should do a double DJ set with Pat <laughs> Nevin who of course is well, very famously another ex Chelsea player who likes and listen to, to Pat and Pack. See, Pat He's likes right. the kind of music I play. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, you and he does play it well. I does, went and yeah. listened to him down in Dawson. I went, shut up, yeah. Pat. And he's playing his tune. So, yeah. hopefully, we got. Uh, yeah, you know, I do. Um, Black and blue. 
legendary and we've asked Pat to play. Have you? And uh, yeah, yeah, give me a slot. Well, there you go. No, I, 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 one of my uh, proudest moments, which might sound silly to some people, when we had Pat on as the uh, special guest for a trust meeting, we had the first, I said, I'm the chairman, I get to ask the first question, all right? <laughs> and I said, Pat, Joy Division or the Cocteau Twins? Oh, and, I, and I just loved asking. He's done. <laughs> it was a difficult question for him to answer, but uh, there you go. Um, as I said, I don't want to spend a long time talking about this because um, it's so brilliantly, uh, and I think maybe this is the context into, into which I'll get into it, but, you know, it's brilliantly put. I mean, your book uh, that you wrote with, uh, well, you know, Rick Glanville, mm. obviously, uh, and, you know, I, I remember reading it. I read it. Um, I bought it. You know, you, 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 on a, I was doing a lot of long-haul flights. So I was doing a lot of filming in L.A., Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, yeah, I didn't get any. I forgot to grab some. I've always got a pile of books I haven't read. Right, and right, I forgot right. to take them, you know. Oh, shit. So I was in WH Smith's at Heathrow before the flight was uh, due to go. Mm. And uh, I always, always go straight to the football section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw that. Oh, can't pork and pack and blue. I know Rick's a mate. Blimey. Oh, dear, that's the book. But I remember Paul, yeah. So I, I grabbed it. I had no idea yeah. about the book, really. Wow, wow, wow. Go on. And, it's, and I'm a very bad reader, Paul. I'm, I don't read quickly. I'm, I'm a very lazy reader. I what? read the whole book on the flight, 13-hour flight. To yes. I read it. See? I just did nothing else. I couldn't stop reading it. You know it what? It was unbelievable. I it seemed, was crazy. I didn't believe that. And I'm, I'll be honest, I did not believe that, that the book, that people were reading it, but they, they were saying to them, all right, that's a great chapter. I'll put it down. I'll I couldn't put it down. I got a call. At yeah. one o'clock, one thirty yeah. in yeah. the morning. Yeah. Canners, man. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing up, mate? I'm in the bath. Mm. I'm reading your book. But I went to the chapter to say, oh, great read. I can't wait to it. Mm. But I couldn't wait. I had to go in the chapter. Mate, you went, I said, what are you doing? Get out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Close the book. Get out of your bath. Yeah. Canners. You unbelievable can't. It is story. just crazy. I mean, so I couldn't believe that when people, and yeah. it was just more than one, like well, you were just you saying well, it, was true. telling me, and I was really, it's oh, true. because I told you, yeah. I haven't read the book. You haven't I would, read it? No, no, no. Well, I can understand that. I said it, I you, know the story. You, you, you know the story, I, well, you were there. If I wanted to go over it and refresh myself, yeah, yeah. then I could. No, but, but I get that. I just went, I get no, that. but I think I would have to do well to see what it was for everybody just... But you were there, you as to... you said. It's a very different experience for you, and I would imagine right. it was quite cathartic telling that story. Right, right. Because you know, I I had no idea what you had been through after the game. I knew right. I knew all the Chelsea stuff, obviously, mm, but mm. I had no idea about all the women, all the babies, your son, yeah, the, all the music stuff, the crack. Oh, the ca- I had no, and I'm reading this book, and it's the biggest roller coaster. Yeah, I've, I, I mean, it's one of it's honestly it's one of the best books I've, I've ever read. I mean, really. So you know, you, what? you and Rick should be incredibly proud of this. No, it was but a what book for us. what staggers me most, Canners? I Go mean, on. I work in worked in film and TV at the time that I read it. So I'm writing scripts and stuff. I, I I couldn't have made that up. It was just in your story was insane. The the highs and the lows, the mm. peaks and the troughs, the whole roller coaster of it. But what uh, astonished me most, and and I'm I'm just so proud that I've got to know you really well uh, since I read that book, is I always came away thinking, in spite of all the things that's happened to you, so you've had some foul stuff happen to you. You've been through some incredibly hard times and yet you bounce back you come out mm. and I, I i i you know okay the thing i take away most from your book 
it's a story of hope. Mm. It's inspiring, man. You know what? It's, that's, I've never heard it like that. Everybody says, well, we talk about resilience, and that's what we talk about mm. the foundation. Um, the knockdowns you get yeah, and getting up, and you will get that many a time. It's what you do about it. And you know what? It's at times when at football, when coming out of football, it was like, you know what? I've got to change life. I've got to start and finding a nine to five job now. Not the, you know, what I mean, ten to twelve, yeah. and that was it. It was a great life. But now, hey, what you've got bills, your kids, and I thought, yeah, I can do this. I mean, you've got some money in the bank. I can do this. But you found the job, and that was great. But you're still connecting with the nightlife. Mm. And that was, I was like, yeah, Paul, got a party, like, it was in the week, you know what I mean? In the week, you know? Mm. And like, in a party, in a club, it's three o'clock, four o'clock, you're supposed to go work at five. Mm. And then I would, um, and phone up, I'm not feeling too well, I'll come tomorrow, giving the excuses. Mm. Mm. And then you're starting on the drugs, it was just went wayward. Yeah, yeah. So, for me, that there, um, in itself, in self, was I was so weak. Mm. Um, I didn't have the power and strength to stop. Yeah, I continued. I continued, and that was years. Mm. You got to understand mm. that. And nobody knew mm. until eventually, somebody from like, "What's going on?" Mm. Paul's on crack. He said, "What? He's on drugs." That was a whisper. So now you're embarrassed. Because you just know that, look, I was a footballer. Mm. Now I'm a man. How does that sound? So then I, I give so many excuses to the workplace until, you know what, don't make sense. Look, moving to another uh, factory and I was moving, I thought, you know what, I'm not moving. Mm. So that was it. I'm at home now. Don't know when the next you know wages are coming in. Your bills are coming in, flogging. Yeah. Well, right now I'm just thinking, you know what, drugs is drugs. Mm. That took away. For my concern was worries, yeah, yeah. but you know what it worries? They'll never go well, away. Well, it's it's yeah, They're still there. It's drug but addiction. Read on, com- son. Yeah, drug read drug on. addiction is a complicated thing. I think the cancer played a part as well. Yeah, that was depression itself. Yeah, because yeah. the first yeah. time I just when it hit me, I yeah. was not ready for it. No way, man. Well, you how old were you when when you were diagnosed? Thirty. Thirty. Uh, so that was five years after retiring. Thirty years. Still old. playing. Yeah, non-league. you were because you were playing for a non-league team. Yeah, yeah, and like. But, not realising. Yeah. No, yeah, totally but as you said, yeah, you're right. I, mate, seriously, I mean, to go back to the book, I, I mean, yeah. in spite of the incredible yeah. sad stories in there and the hardships and stuff, I, mm. I think the fact that you, you get up off the floor and you, you, you get back, for me, it's a real inspiration. It's a story of hope. Now, mm. talking, talking of, of things that come round, yeah. um, you know, the book, of course, starts at the end. In a sense, or the end of the beginning, if right? You like. Yeah. When you come back to Stamford Bridge in two thousand and four, yeah. um, you it, haven't been back for a long time. You've no. been absolutely through the ringer. You don't even know if people are going to remember who you were. Yeah. You now see a very different Chelsea. Very you know, different. Multicultural ground. faces in the crowd, multicultural faces on the pitch, and uh, it was quite emotional, wasn't it? Coming back, didn't know what to expect. Um, obviously now been invited at Chelsea and been asked to join the foundation and then Neil Barnett saying, look, man, come down to the game. Yeah, to introduce. Okay, didn't know what to expect. Mm. Um, being a bit nervous coming on the train the night before was unbelievable. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, 
who do I see there? One of our see faces, the moment yeah. to him. I was ready to see this pool. Oh, come on. Yeah. And trust me, I was making my way. was That was hard, bro. I was in plus, I'm sure I was. And I was making my way. No, I was in Warmstow. I remember it distinctly. So I was getting on the, the uh, Victoria line, mm. getting down to uh, Earl's Court. Yeah, yeah. And you saw all the Chelsea fans mm. now, and I think, oh, none of them recognise me. Because there's a lot of youngsters in it. Well, when I say youngsters, but I thought, would well, anybody recognise me? No, and I've had the cap like that. And you can hear them, yeah, what do you think? Oh, we should do these lot. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. Well, it, was, it, was, it was City, wasn't it? I th- yeah, it was yeah. City. I was there. Good, yeah. right? So I think for me, boy, I was, I was so nervous. And they saw these guys, and, you, and they looked at me. I looked at them, yeah, right, yeah. And I said, nah, don't even say nothing, Paul. Just, right. Two, two. Got the ground. They'll see you all right. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, these tickets, you're up, up in the east. But near, it was the end of the where the fans were, the away fans were. Yeah, yeah. Near, so. So anyway, I've gone, sat down, and it was so, I was like, I sat down, and I couldn't believe it, to be honest, because when I sat down, I was, am I looking this way? I'm, that is Chelsea, isn't it, in the blue? But that's my shit. Are they sure of that, right? I swear, like, I still don't know. Like, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, six black players in there. I swear, I'm like, Nah, they can't be right. They got to be subbed. They mm. could not be playing, mm. and they were playing. But I was mm. like, "Damn!" And I remember that part because the guy looked at the tennis mate. You all right? I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Pfft. See that? That's because of you, mate. Wow. And I was like, "Wow!" And that's what I said. I was, mm. Wow. I really was shocked to see that amount of black players. Mm. I haven't been back there. Mm. Didn't know where they come from. So, you know what I mean? That was half time coming up there, and they get called me back down. They called me down about 20 minutes before half time, mm. got me down, and went down for me. You got, did you get to meet the team? I didn't get to meet the team, no. Mm. I dug it more, I'd have been too nervous to meet really? the team. Really? Wow. I, I wasn't one to, you know, with blase and say who I am. And, mm. No, I wasn't like that. Um, got down. It was dug it more. I saw players walk past me, I was like, yeah. Cool, you know what I mean? Like, all right. There was down the tunnel now, and Neil starts this introduction. I was like, oh, "What is he doing? This person, you would know him, and we would know him, and he played here in the '90s." And we thought, oh, "I'm just getting want to come off, mate." And he went into it. Person that played at Sheffield and changed the game yeah. and so forth. You haven't been around and so forth. The name Paul Cannibal. Come out, Paul Cannibal. And like, I'm all gonna stand on here for claps. And then the sun is like, come up near to the green now. Mm-hmm. It got louder. And I thought, you know what? Let me just get here to the light centre. Then come off. Mm-hmm. Boy, and they all said, come on, let's go. Go where? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a walk. What? Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. He went from the east. They stood up and applauded. Matthew and they stood up and applauded. They got louder. I'm not lying. My legs went weak. Mm. Yeah, and tears just come out of the well. side. I'm trying to hold that down. Went from the west. Oh, mate, I, I couldn't. I didn't expect that, and I couldn't believe it. Mm. That I was getting a reception like that. Even coming down to the 
the shedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, my God. And then that was when you're returning back to your seat. And when you're returning back to your seat now, people that didn't recognise you, well done, son. That, yeah. like, well done, man. But flipping hell. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. Amazing. Right, we're, we're kind of almost at the end, Paul, just very quickly, because, you, you know, you, you've obviously been working very hard on the on the Paul Cannaval Foundation since 2015. Mm. Uh, what was the idea behind it and what does it do? The idea was because I was a TA um, after coming back here at the Chelsea Foundation mm. um, and going into schools, motivational, inspirational speaker, that um, I was getting through. Mm. Um the, what it was with the kids they were actually listening to me mm. and so forth I was having an impact and it was a a TA teacher and said Paul you'll be a great TA mm. and my pressure was like a TA man you'll have to go back to college I, I didn't got that patience no you don't mm. just apply for jobs you're joking so a position came Wendy who was a colleague that worked at the foundation and I said Paul go for the job I said you sure I said, I'll help you. She was a teacher. Mm. And it was, you know what I mean? It was kind of a bad. I've never done a CV. A CV for football. How would you go about it? How good are you at crossing? Well, I crossed with my left foot. Great. Great. No, you didn't have to do a CV, man. You just played. Exactly. Your CV was was on the pitch. CV, exactly. Mm. So there was a CV, but, oh my God, school. How long I've been in school. Didn't take no exam. Didn't do the, oh my God, last job. Football. (laughs) What? Anyway, how do you feel about that? I wrote deeply. I've got, I told him straight, look, I've got 10 kids. And how I stretch to them now, because I know that I didn't take it so seriously, how important their education yeah. is. And I want them to believe that. And that's what I did, because when I got to see the two, two the headmaster and the deputy head, that's what I told them. I remember at the beginning of our interview, right, that the one thing that you said that you missed when you were a kid, when we were talking about your days in Southall, mm. getting into trouble mm. before you joined Hillingdon, mm. was that you? the one thing you missed most was not having a role model or a mentor. Yeah. And now, yeah. coming full circle, this is very much your role, isn't it, in the PCF? You know what? It's obviously finding myself after football, and mm. that's what this was all about, yeah. because I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. And... Um, going to school and having these kids and I felt for them as well yeah. and I felt for the and understand I don't, you know, yes people would probably say but you've had 10 kids was you around I was yeah. around yeah. I might not be living with them yeah. but I was you around you were in their lives yeah. and that's why I said to them straight don't get me wrong what do you want to do I will never tell you what to do mm. Mm. but tell me what you want to do and I will support it mm. if I think it's wrong mm. I'm going to tell you wh- mm. why it's wrong so um this is me going to school, loving it. I had to leave, and the only reason because I was in remission yeah. for my cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the worst thing of getting colds yeah. with these kids. kids all the time, isn't it? Yeah. And I was picking it up yeah. every minute in the yeah. bug, and I was had to take time out two weeks, one week. That the, then said, "Look, we need mm. you so importantly that mm. we can't have you missing so much." No. I said, "You know what? You're right," and I gave it up. Mm. That made me really start up the foundation because mm. I wanted to help kids, I wanted to help the youth, and obviously what's happening in the society um, with these youngsters. Um, it's a lot of mentoring, is isn't it? And I, I know that it's quite large on, on, on uh, you know, tackling the issues of things like knife yeah. crime, which the is a real problem for, 
kids in inner London. Definitely. Uh, a little bit of football coaching. That's it. As well. I but, love it. Um, you know, there's other, other stuff going on with it as oh, well, isn't there? Like there's that, so you know, much. Yeah. We're talking about mental health. There's a yeah. lot of mental health yeah. now yeah. in these youngsters. Yeah. And I'm oh, aware yeah. of that. Seeing that. Yeah, I, you know what? I've been given an opportunity. I've been blessed that I can share with quite anybody <clears> about <throat> what I've experienced. You can. And that's what's probably yeah. been the leader of this yeah. Um, yeah. foundation, yeah, to be yeah. honest. So it's going to be strength to strength, you know, our Kaza. Yeah. I made her chair. She's great. Mm. And we've got um, Gary Trolls, who is in that industry, knows about the youth yeah. studies and yeah. so forth. That helps me out. That foundation has gone from strength. Um, looking forward to big things next year. Excellent. Talking at the Cobham with the Academy boys yeah. being a great... That'd yeah, be great. So... Well, good work, Paul. Right, everybody we've interviewed, well, all the players anyway, not, yeah. not, not, not the non-players, we do a very quick-fire few questions just to finish up, a bit like Shoot Magazine used to be. Go on. Apart from we don't ask you what your favourite meal is. <laughs> all right, so very quickly, favourite Chelsea players in terms of who you played with and who were your best mates at Chelsea? I think we know well, who we that know was. that, and that would be Pat, Pat Niven. Yeah. And who was the best player you played with? Best player played with... Mm. Played with mm. very grim Mickey Fillery. Mickey Fillery. Yeah. How about that? Oh boy, that man. Uh, respect that boy. What a player. Okay. Casual on the ball. Yeah. Very good casual, touch. but good touch. Does things. Oh, he did thing mm. in the corner. Like, I was so impressed. Flicked it over the head of the player and ran off. I was like, wow. Only Mickey Fillery could do that. Okay. That's a, I didn't expect that answer. Yeah. Best player you played against. Best player I played against. Nah, that would be a right back. I, I would don't imagine. think there was anybody that can answer <laughs> me. But there was one person, yeah. and I think the only reason why he stayed pace with me because I might have been overweight. And um, if I get this right, Stevens, who was at Everton, Gary Stevens, yeah, Gary Stevens, right back, another Stevens. Well, he was an England player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very quick lad. I couldn't believe he was that yeah, quick. Yeah. But I think because I was overweight, that's why. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll allow you that. Good. Uh, I would imagine the best manager you played for was John Neal. My best manager, only. Um, yeah. He gave me my opportunity. He gave me my dream. Mm. To be honest, mm. simple. Um, what would be your biggest, or well, actually, your proudest Chelsea achievement? Do you think? Ah. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I know you, we talk about what we did Sheffield Wednesday, um, but it was getting a hat trick. Yeah, versus um, Swansea. Yeah, against Swansea, taking that ball home to my mum and giving it to her. Yeah, lovely. Um, so, and what about your biggest Chelsea disappointment? Leaving Chelsea. Leaving. Yeah, in the way that you did the way as well. I did. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, that hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I I got a sense of that when we talked about it. Uh, um, what makes? I mean, I know you love the club now. I mean, you, you know, we, we see you there all the time now. What, mm. what makes the club special? Do you think? Um, generation. Um, I think the elders that remember the the good times mm. and not just the bad. Mm. Um, remember us players as well. Mm. Um, and I'm not just talking about my generation. I'm talking about with, I work with Chopper. Bobby Tammany. Yeah. And these fans, some of them will remember when Bobby yeah, Tammany yeah. was playing. And that's a history that you can never take away. Mm. Um, and still to be part of it. Um, I never focus, I discuss this. I never understand that when you say legend, what's a legend? Mm. And when they say, Paul, you're a legend. 
No, come on, man. I was just a player who want, had a dream. And fortunately, I, it was at Chelsea. Um, I still love him. Still there doing whatever. You know what I mean? And as much as I might get upset with with results, I, I could see, you know what I mean, the difference. I think it gets deep because when you've played for them, if you were just a fan outside, you don't understand. But when you've played for them and you're still a fan, I think you've got more depth of understanding what Chelsea is, is about. Well, that's a very good point. But I mean, yeah. what, what makes the fans special then? I mean, I'm biased because I am one. Fans, but I think they are different. The fans are special because they're like, I say always, they're like the number 12 substitute. Okay. So the, the, we are the 12th man. The 12th man. Yeah. I, I, it was always because when I, away and at home, especially away, you'd hear our fans. Now, they could have been outnumbered mm. and out-cheered, but there was no... They they didn't. Yeah. When we was losing, you heard that burst of tight, like, come Chelsea, on in, let's... Chelsea, hey, we'll come, Chelsea, yeah, come yeah, on in. Defiant, let's have it? a fight on this. And, like, it purred us on. Mm. We get back that, that yeah. one goal, and, yeah, mm. come on, and hold it off. He was like, trust me. But then playing back then, I'm not going to say that it's different now to then, but... It was yeah, a life for me. The fans were major. So, so what 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 do you think of modern day Chelsea then? I love the modern day Chelsea. Obviously, I know that I discussed it and said that it's more skillful. But Kerry would say, "Nah, I don't think it is." But I do. Um, what it is, it's more quicker. Mm. I would say it's quicker. Yeah. Um, that I think today's players, if I was able to play, I still I think might might. Like to myself and Pat Niven could adjust to. Yeah, yeah. Um, love that. I don't know the training, what they do for training these days. I can, oh man, we don't probably have that. We didn't have that, obviously. The, the pool, um, the food. I mm. think, boy, trust me, looking after football of today, mm. I'd, I love training. Mm. So, I'm, you go in the morning, mm. you come in the afternoon, you come near to the... Uh, I would have loved it because that's what I saw as a mm. profession, mm. that yeah, you should be training. You should be training. You've got all that time. Yeah. Hold on, you've been paid for. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. And just imagine that, that improvement yeah. that you'd get from that. Yeah. It's a very different game different. now to the one you played. And Look, final question, Paul. I mean, how would you like to be remembered by Chelsea fans, do you think? Um, how would I like to be remembered? And I thought about this because it's quite. I'd love a picture up around the stadium. Oh right, I didn't quite mean it like that. I mean, yeah. well, what, but I, I get but I that. Do. That's my. Well, there should be. You know there what? Be, you know, you know no, there isn't. Not, but there not, should be. That's man. what I'm trying to say to you. I'm, yeah. I've been very quiet about it, but I've got to talk up now. Yeah. I've got because if you regard me as your first, then yeah. respect me. Show me that. Yeah. That's all I ask. How you tell me, and I'm really seriously. That no, no, was, that mate. Was I, it. Do you know what? You're right because there isn't, and there's plenty of others that have got yeah. one. But but what? How, in, I don't. I mean, that's kind of like an object, if you like, something tangible. I know. How would you like to be remembered by by uh, people like me generally? What you know, as as Chelsea's first black player, as a great left winger who had a lot of talent and speed, who gave us some moments like the Sheffield Wednesday match. How how would you like to be remembered? You know, can you solve? I mean, I, I can't answer that. Can't, yeah, that's that's that's. You have to answer that. Oh my gosh, man! 
Well, if he's going by the picture, it's got to be the first black Yeah, player. I'd say so. That's where I'll be recognised. Yeah, Everybody yeah. says it's it's led off to that. If yeah. it's a talk, the yeah. very first black man. Yeah. The first. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice to be the first. Yeah. Paul, you're an absolute legend, mate. I'm a pr- I'm very proud to call you a friend. Mm-hmm. You've been so generous with your time today, and I really appreciate that. I've and I, I will see you again <laughs> soon. But thank you, thank you so I much. I really Paul. have enjoyed. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.